This is episode 150 of the Danza Project. Oh, wow. It's your boy Danza. You know, the host with the most. Yeah. You know, Danza Project. Everything we do over here is always A grade. A you know, grade. Out here, South Florida is beautiful. You know, we got my guy Cato in the building. Yes, sir. What it do, baby? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. Yeah, you probably just watch some football and whatnot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think I don't think that this game here, sorry for who's playing, I don't think it's that interesting. Um <laughs> so you know, you go grab a cup, pour something out. You know what I mean? If you got a blunt, light it up. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit different, uh, the way we approach the podcasting. You know, uh Fred be hitting me up daily. I mean daily. You know, maybe 16, 17 times a day. He's calling me. He's like, yo, you want to interview this person? You want to interview this person? You want to interview this person? It's always like, nah, nah. Nope. Nope. But there's those names that come across. And so when you get an opportunity to have a conversation with Steven Jackson, stack. Hey. Must have lost your mind. Of course. That that, that was a yes. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? That was a yes. So shout honor, out. Bro. Shout out to you. It's an honor to be here, man. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate y'all, that. man. Yeah, appreciate yeah. y'all. I like y'all setup is dope, G. I ain't gonna lie. I've been I've been around a lot of podcasts, and the way y'all got this set up, the professionalism, the swag, the the just the <laughs> just the, the the look of um, we run shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the vibe I got in there. Y'all belong. So salute to y'all, bro. Appreciate, appreciate that. you. <laughs> yeah, we like to approach it a little bit differently. Uh, the way we have these conversations, and it's not to attack anybody that does podcasting because all of it's dope and everybody has their own lane, right? You got, you got people that are doing it like Vlad TV. Uh, you got all the journalists that are out there that are asking phenomenal questions that they thought of for weeks. We think we want people to feel like that organic conversation. Facts. You know what I mean? All three of us want to talk. You know what I mean? We yeah. want to talk about some dope shit. We want to ask you some dope shit and we want to get to know who you are from you, right. not from what I saw from an interview, right, or what or what this person told me about you, or you beating people up in the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That <laughs> I, I, yeah, I want to know who Steven Jackson is. So shout out to you. Appreciate you again for coming through. Honored, man. Honored. Thank what, you. What, sir. what made you Steven Jackson? How did this begin for you? Uh, Port Arthur, Texas. Well, actually, let me start. I grew up in. I was born in Third Ward, Texas, same uh, neighborhood as George Floyd. Um, my mom was married to a man who was who was basically abusive um, and, and was deeply into drugs. And uh, all my family was in Port Arthur, Texas. So my mom, when I was about maybe four, um, my mom got tired of him stealing her checks, going by drugs, mm-hmm. having people in and out the house, you know, no food. Like she got tired of that. And it was just me and my older sister at the time. So Port Arthur's like maybe 45 minutes, an hour and 15 from Third Ward, from Houston. And that's where all our family is. So we ended up moving there. Um, and I instantly, I think when I got there, I think it clicked for me, um, about how this small town that I was in and the love I got from it, you know, I wasn't dealing with my mom crying all day now. I had family, I had love, I had a support system, I had cousins, I had, you know, I had people to be around and play with. So it was a, it was a better feeling for me. So I, I, I started becoming into my own and like around four or five years old, I had, a, um, I was playing the YMCA. And it was a game where the final score was 42-40. 
and I had 40 of our points. Mm. And that's when I that's when I knew, you know, that okay, basketball, this might be for me. I didn't know I was gonna make it this far, but at that time, that's when I started coming into, you know, okay, they was calling me Baby Magic and Lil Steve. So that's when I was coming into the basketball player, and that's when I realized that this might be something that I might fall in love with. That's dope. So who who had the 42? Uh, it was your team up, and so one one person on your team scored two. He had two points. Yeah, yeah okay. Perry Gobert. I remember Perry Gobert. He had two points. Shout out to Perry. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, are you up or are you down on that with the 42? With the yeah. 40. And growing and growing and growing up on that west side, I grew up on the west side of Port Arthur. Uh, same hometown as Pimp C, Pimp C and Bumby, uh, UGK. Um, and around that time, you know, it was eight sets of projects, two high schools, one grocery store. So everybody knew everybody. Everybody was doing the same thing. Everybody was trying to figure a way out. Um, we all get to that point where as we're growing up, we get we get um, interested in what the stuff that we don't need to be interested in. You know, my whole family was in the church. I was in church a lot too. But being on that side of town, I got involved in a lot of things and a lot of people that I grew up with had me around some things that I shouldn't have been around. But I thank God, I thank God that I'm, I've been around because it made me who I am, made me tougher. Those experiences, you know, I'll I, I be proud to say that, you know, it's probably a lot of people that came along in the NBA that lived in the ghetto and that struggled. But I'm talking about street shit, and I'm not patting my back on it because I'm just, I'm just saying I'm glad I went through it because it made me who I am today. Ain't, it, ain't too, it ain't two NBA players that's been through what I've been through. Right when it comes to that type of shit. So, and like I said, I'm not bragging on it. I'm just glad, thank God that I went through it because I wouldn't appreciate the way life the way I appreciate it now. You know, all my blessings. You know, my children, just just the people around me. You know what I mean? Like even, you know, just Matt from everybody. They my everybody on my team know how how loyal I am. You know, you talk about the brawl. You wouldn't you do no shit like that if you don't love the person that's Absolutely. going. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. That that neighbor, just growing up in that in that type of environment made me loyal to my friend. If one go, we all go. Mm-hmm. I learned that from being in club fights. I'm not starting <laughs> to fight, but my friends fighting. Mm-hmm. You one go, we all go. Shit, we rode together. Same so. thing, you know what I'm saying? The bra. So that uh, people that know me understood why I didn't think twice. Because I've been in this situation before. So right. my, my my city definitely made me, but it also protected me from a lot of things too. You know what I'm saying? That could have ruined my life. That's that's you got a story. And so with somebody like yourself, you had the, you had every lane open to just go back to the streets instead of being in the league. Mm-hmm. And I feel like throughout your NBA journey, your relationship, regardless of whatever people thought of you, your relationships with the teams, the organizations, the coaches were Solid. all, like, how did you maintain that professionalism and keep out, keep that out of the way you handled yourself with that? With the teams, uh, with the coaches, with the other players. Well, I was being me, first of all. So it would have been hard for me, for them to come and tell me to do something different because I don't know how to be nothing but me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? First of all. Um, and I think I was I was put in a lot of situations where I had to grow. I had to learn. And I was willing to, you know, in San Antonio. You know, my first year in San Antonio. I just came from the rookie year. My rookie year, I was making the, I made the rookie all-star team. I get to San Antonio the first year. I mean, I'm on the angel list. I don't even play. So that was a culture shock for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even playing. I'm not even wearing a uniform, Yeah. you know, to come back the next year. Now I'm starting and we win the championship. So, like, during that course of time, like, you got to, you got to, I said today on my, on my Instagram, I, I learned how to make love to the bad times the same way I make love to the good times, bro. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been through a lot. My family have been through a lot. I've seen my mama struggle. You know what I'm saying? And, and 
I always know it could always be worse, bro. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what situation you're in, you can be high one minute and be at the bottom the next. So I always appreciate everything. And I think when every organization I've been in, you know, um, I gave my all. They was paying guys 50 million more than me, but they weren't giving the effort I was giving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't they wasn't staying after the game, shaking hands and talking to everybody in the arena. I was doing all that because I'm just that's just how I am. You know what I mean? So I think that 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 left a a pretty impression on people. But also, um, I think everybody that I was around, I had a relationship with in a different way. You know what I mean? From the janitors, from from the people that was the that, that was cutting the tickets, from people that's directing people to their seats. Yeah. I had a relationship with everybody, yeah, dog. All the in-between. And, and I wasn't even yeah. trying. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'll be walking by and I see an older lady just standing there. And you know, she might be looking like she's having a bad day. I'll throw the ball to her. You know what I'm saying? She, you know what I'm saying? Just something like that to, you know, yeah, to keep it yeah. going, man. So something small for you that it could equivalent something so much bigger for somebody else. Means a lot to the next, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that I just want I just always treated people how I want to be treated. And the benef- the benefits of being real is so beneficial. And I live by that. I agree. I think that's the reputation that you want to be spoken when you're not in the room. You know, because that's the most important shit right there is what you going to say when my back is. I'm not around. When I'm not around. Oh, well, matter of fact, he takes time to stop and say hi to the janitors and mm-hmm. what's up to the locker room guys and what's up to the, the, the fast food staff or whoever it is. And that stuff definitely, uh, I hope you hope that that reputation meets people before they meet you. Exactly. You know, that's a great way to put it. it real quick. And, and then even better, you hope that that's a reputation that stays and remains because, you know, that's definitely something that we wanted to talk about, you know. In that moment when all that stuff happened, you kind of did have to basically re-represent yourself, reintroduce yourself. Mm -hmm. Because now all of a sudden it's, these basketball players are fighting the fans. And that's the thugs, literally thugs in the newspaper are fighting the fans. We can't like not really evolve, you know, uh, dissecting the the situation and what really happened and realizing that y'all, like I've heard you say, we were at work. And you don't, you got to be from our culture to understand that though. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a lot of people that would have been cool with going back in the locker room. They fine. They ain't getting in trouble. But they teammate, but my they teammate getting carried out on a stretcher. Better him than me. Mm. I can't. I can't live like I've never been that yeah. guy. And I know a lot of people ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? So me doing that, you know, everywhere I go, bro, I would have did the same thing. Yep. Our yep. people. So yep. you know, to, for me, you know, I care what my people think. Word. You know what I'm saying? If you Word. ain't my people, I don't care. But my people that love me, that genuinely love me, and I don't care what race you is, if you genuinely fuck with five, I care about how you think. But if you don't, I, I don't care at all, Jeez, dog. Go about your business. Yeah. Going elsewhere. Facts. Take that elsewhere. No, you're not wrong for that, though, because, you know, if God forbid everything does go wrong, that's them the people that you finna go back to and lean back on. So if, you're, if your reputation ain't good with them, what do you really have to stand on? You know, no disrespect to anybody who's homeless out there or, you know, on hard times, but I always kind of looked at them and said, man, you must have burnt so many bridges to get that far. Because I know, you know, if I didn't have a job or something like that, or if I didn't have a place to stay, I could I could surf a couch. I could figure out a situation. Family, I yep. could sleep in the car and take a wash at LA Fitness and figure it out. But mm-hmm. for you to get all the way that far, you must have really burnt your bridges. So it's important to make sure you stick it true to who you are. So in hard times, you can't go back to home. Yeah. And they still know you. And you, so, know, and you know what, bro? To, to, to take it a little further, there's some homeless people that really didn't have no control over where they at. And I get what you It's some people that you can't make no excuses from, but it's, it, I've seen some people, bro, in life 
that just was dealt a bad hand. Never had a real and, crack and, at it. And they didn't have the strength or the support system to get back up. People don't know having a support system is everything. I don't care what you're doing, bro, especially in life, because we all to go through ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? We all go through things that, that we're not prepared for. We all go through things that 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 bring tears and that bring sadness to our families and households. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have a support system, it would be hard for anybody to deal with something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I, 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 I look at it as if I woke up one morning and felt like I'm better than all them, I could end up that same homeless person. Mm. So, so I always, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm going to be the best Steven Jackson I can be. And I'm competing with myself every day. Hey. I look in the mirror, I'm competing, with, I'm competing with that guy. You know what I'm saying? I want him to get better. I wake up every day to show Allah I deserve everything that he blessing me with. Because I know I'm not no different than nobody else, but I'm not no different than y'all. You know what I'm saying? And the way they talked about me when I was playing in the NBA, how they tried to make me a bad guy, make me a thug, it's so great. It feels so great right now <laughs> to still be here doing what we're doing, what me and Matt doing with this podcast. So, you know what I'm saying? The, just, just, just stay down and stay solid, man. And, you know, time will pass. You know, I worked hard to get my my name back after that brawl shit. Cause you know, sure. I got in the, I got in the strip club shootout the next year, right after that. So it was all bad for a minute, but you know, I was both times I was being loyal, but I learned something, you know what I'm saying? I can, I'm not going to be riding for people that ain't going to ride for me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Hello. So that was a lesson in that. Yeah. And it's tough because everybody wants to be around you. As an athlete, you for know? sure. Yeah, because you... Well, whoever got money, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't, they're like... Let me right. Know you, know I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Facts. They might be able to pull something Get to a little taste. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I had to go run out and grab that for y'all real quick. Yeah, appreciate you. So, um, here, you know what? I'm going to mix. Oh, you a bad boy. <laughs> Why not? Indulge, my brother. So, yeah... Cheers. Um, cheers, 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 cheers. My brother. Cheers to y'all out there watching. Everybody out there watching. I know a lot of my people out there watching. I just sent out the link, so what's up with y'all? I think a lot of people are confused. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. I you think did. I think a lot of people are confused uh, when, when they're not an actual fan of who you are. They'll just go with, uh, he was a troublemaker. That's why I wanted to clear the air on that yeah. to start the conversation. Because you're somebody who has intelligent, great conversations. You always had great relationships. It's clear that you are the type of individual that would uh, let everybody feel like they're a part of your life. Mm -hmm. I do the same mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I when I'm I could go to Panera right now and grab some food and I'm talking to the cashier. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm, I just... I'm that type of a person where I just make everybody feel like they, they'll remember mm -hmm. me because of that, because mm -hmm. I'm loud. I'm, 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 I'm willing to have a conversation with somebody. I'm, I'll try to pick somebody up if I see they're down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And people could have their judgments about me. They could say whatever they think I am and something like that. But one thing that everybody around me knows for sure is that I genuinely care about people. I want, I want well for people. I feel like you're the same way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's gotten you to where you are. That's why when that's why people stop and listen to you. I've given more in my life. My mama tells you, I've given way more in my life to other people than I've given myself. Today I can say that and and wholeheartedly believe it. And and I'm I'm fine with saying that. You know, doing something for someone else that someone else that don't benefit you is the highest act you can do, right? Mm -hmm. So so I know I've done that. You know, I've made mistakes. I've done I've done wrong shit. I've done people wrong. You know, I've done all kind of shit in my life. But I know my good outweigh the bad. Yeah. You know, so I can mm. live with that. I think that's what's important. Absolutely. I always try to ask myself, how will the story be told too? Mm. You know, how in this interaction, if I don't know 
what the best decision or right course of action, if it's through business, if it's with my girl, if it's through my, my boys, my whatever, whoever it is, how would a story be told? Let me make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to make sure that I really left no stone unturned and, you know, try to, you know, rec, rep, uh, how do you say? Uh, rectify. Rectify whatever mm-hmm. the situation, whatever the issue possibly could have been. Um, because that's important. And especially when you're, when you're somebody like yourself, you're a public figure. And you do speak publicly on these podcasts. I'm sure it reaches people in ways that you probably like, damn, further than you could have expected. So you have to keep yourself accountable and kind of remind yourself how would a story be told? It's definitely Mm -hmm. important. So, I mean, you just toss Shakur, right? Shakur Stevenson, right? You just toss him. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't don't toss him. I just. I, I hate when people they when people think they're above criticism, like. If, if if you look if you look at my page if you, even with even even in his DM I've saluted him many a times and if you look at the post I say I say we rooting for you I was rooting for you I want you to win but nobody want to watch that type of fight even mm-hmm. he said it but what I've noticed now is I can say the same thing the whole world saying they're gonna take it different coming from me I don't know why maybe it's, you respect me more but I just said the same thing you said after your fight and I said the same thing everybody else said so. People, I think people just respect what I'm saying and they get hurt when I say it, but I ain't, I ain't got no bad blood towards LeBron. I want him to win. Uh, Jay Prince is a good friend of mine. We're like, we damn near family, so Tight. I don't want, I, he's a kid too. Like, I'm, I'm way older than him, so I don't want to, I don't want to be beef yeah. with, damn sure no kid, but I don't want to beef with nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to speak my opinion on anything and everything, regardless who like it. First of all, let me say that, but now nah, I want the kid to win, man. I just, that just wasn't, I've seen him do better, Right. I, and yeah, everybody, absolutely. everybody's seen him yeah, fight absolutely. better, and that's all I was saying. I, I, we want to see Shakur. We don't want to see that, regardless if his whatever he was dealing with, not saying his hand or whatever. I've seen people fight with broken hands. I've seen boxers win with dislocated shoulders. I played three years with a, and I can't. I'm not a boxer, so I can't. I probably say I couldn't do it as a boxer, but as a basketball player, I played with a broke with a uh, broken toe for three years, Damn. just to get a check. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a champion. I know what it takes. To push. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it wasn't no knock to him at all. It just, I, it wasn't the Shakur I was used to seeing, and and no, no knock to him. I don't want no beef with the, with the dude. I want him to, I want him to win, continue to make his money, and uh, it's all love this way. Yeah, I, I felt that. I felt the exact same way. I mm-hmm. was just having a conversation with Fred minutes prior, and then he sent me that uh, what, what you posted. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I was like, it's it's not. We all have to be able to take. We, you know, we see it going on right now. That's in front of the world. It's Joe Budden versus Drake. You know, Drake, Joe Budden throws a little shot and Drake feels a certain way. And guess what? I thank you, Joe Budden. I appreciate you because the scary hours that he just dropped is fire. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's fire, so thank you. But he, he definitely torched Joe Budden in there quite a few times, but it's some good music. And I think that with the criticism that you left for Shakur Stevenson, yeah. I think next fight he goes out and he has a, a little bit of an extra bite to him. So and I I'm going to be there supporting him. You, I'm going to be there whether he like it or not. Yeah. I'm going to be there supporting him because I'm a boxing fan. I'm not watching the fight. I'm not a fan and watching the fights because of certain people sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got relationships with certain people. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm a fan of boxing. I was going to boxing matches when Floyd was fighting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Me and, me and my uh, brother Al Hampton was taking turns. Ask Sam Watson, who be in the ring at every fight. Sam, I'm going to tell y'all all facts. Me and Al was showing up the day of Floyd fights and going to the cage and getting that bag and buy tickets for years. And he t- he'll tell you nobody was doing that. So I'm just a boxing fan, man. And I'm I'm going to support all those uh, young brothers that's getting this money because they're making a lot of money in boxing. 
You know what I'm saying? And I want them all. I, you know, I got relationships with uh, Benavidez Camp. Okay. I got relationships with uh, Boots, Boots and, uh, and the Chef. That's my family for sure. Uh, cool boy. I, I, I done made a relationship because I got a boxing show now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got a boxing show that I had on Showtime, so uh, Fight Time. So I got a lot of relationships with a lot of those guys. I just want those guys to be able to take criticism because they criticize Michael Jordan and none of y'all close. And they still criticizing <laughs> Floyd. You know what I'm saying? Floyd might be go down as the best ever, and they still criticizing him. Yeah. So you got to be able to take criticism, man. And only and if you and and the, and the greats, you you only taking criticism if you're doing something great. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's 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 really it. People don't criticize people that ain't doing nothing. You know what mm, I'm saying? Uh, we, we're we're fans of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like and like like people like us, like especially me. I can speak for me and Matt, especially when on our show. When we talking about other sports, we put ourselves in the position as a champion. As, as being able to be a champion and be the best in your sport. We know we can't do what they do. You know what I'm saying? We, we know it's no way possible that, that our bodies could do what they do. But in our sport, we were that. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of, we correlated yeah, that you're way. you're not just speaking from nothing. Nah, I'm not, no, no, I'm I got these it. rings on for a reason, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so we try to correlate it to that. But one thing about me and Matt, we don't never disrespect nobody. We don't, we don't get personal. We speak our opinion on the sport and your performance. But we don't attack nobody personally, and that's what a lot of people do. You know, we know how, we know how to disagree without demeaning the next person, and I think that's what a lot of people need to learn. Absolutely, especially in sports commentary. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big thing with Stephen A. Smith, and I think he he spoke on that specifically. He said, "Look, I'm not attacking nobody's judgment or nobody's character. Often, you do what you want to do. I'm judging you in this game yeah. as, as I should." Mm-hmm. Okay? You said Stephen A. said that. Stephen A. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he might stretch across the bounds a little of bit. Of course, sometimes. but uh, you know but you got to hear him say yeah, it. You know, yeah, yeah. He, 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 rolls, you know, he lays it out much better. But yeah. uh, that was his point. He's like, listen, of course I'm going to criticize your game because I want to see the best in you. I want to see you show up every Sunday and ball out. I want to see you do the best you possibly can. And if you don't, I'm going to speak on it, but I'm not trying to tear you down. Well, you know what? You know what that about me and Ron and Jermaine O'Neal after that brawl? Yeah. They attacked. They said yeah. everything yeah. they could say about what? I'm talking about attacking our character, everything, bro. Like not knowing nothing about us, but not just for one year, for 20 years to we were able to drop the documentary, bro. So, so nobody can't talk to me about being criticized. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear none of that. But it come with it. I'd rather have the life I have, be able to play in the NBA, go through the ups and downs and deal with the criticism than not go through it at all. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather this life. I wouldn't change nothing. You know what, for me, when I watched that, and I'm now I'm a, I'm a young kid, you know, coming up, I'm getting into fights all the time. For me, the first thing I thought, I was like, that's, that's for me, I, I always want somebody like that by my side. So you got, you can't be no, you know, just no regular person next to me. You got to be somebody like that. You seen what he did when this happened? For, for, for a large majority of us men coming up and loving the sport, I think that's what we got out of it more than anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of people we need on our side. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how you got to come up. That's the strong circle. And, and, and coming up, like now, granted, now it's a different world. It'll still happen if it had to happen. But coming up, there's we're always fighting. You know, what it's, I mean? but it, it's it, it won't be done to in today's game of loyalty, right? Either mm-hmm. somebody will be pushed or too embarrassed, or it it won't be done off. You know what I'm saying? Just particularly riding for your teammate. Like I would love a nigga like Draymond on my team any day, because you know any day, yeah, because I know he riding with me yeah, through anything. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he knew going to grab Rudy 
was a win. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody that was watching the game knew Rudy wasn't gonna do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you see my boy Jay yeah. going there. I don't care what's going on. Yeah. First people I'm, I'm yanking them, you know what I'm saying? Cause because you know, Clay ain't like that. Clay ain't got no and it's not a physical mm-hmm. guy. You know what I'm saying? That's always yeah. causing problems. So, you know, I, I just love guys like Dre. Right or wrong, I'm riding. Yeah. Now, Rudy's expression was a, was the best. Seeing yeah. there like, whoa. He, he didn't use his MMA there. Just hoping it would be over. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, um, but no, it's dope. I think that I think that you're a, a polarizing figure in this podcasting game. Thank you. Because of the way you carry yourself. For me, that's the things that I admire in life. I love seeing people that aren't afraid, no matter what situation, just speak it as it is. You know, like yeah. me and my girl, we fight all the time. She's seven months pregnant, right? We'll be we'll be talking all the time. And she's like, You're, you're always blunt. Appreciate you. Congrats. You're blunt, you're blunt, you're blunt. I'm I am. I don't I don't think that an individual should go on living life telling stories to people about you know, things that aren't real or fabricating stories. Tell them who you really are at all times. I want people, I want everybody in my circle. One thing, everybody in my circle knows I'm I'm stubborn. You know what I mean? We'll argue to the death. We, no matter what, I'm always there with them. I always support them. I don't care. I don't care what type of conversation at the end. Yo, love you, bro. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. And people know that I'm authentic. I am who I am. They're going to get the truth and, and, and everything in there. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Like, it's who I am. You do that. It's not, you're not sitting there sugarcoating. That's mm-hmm. needed. But it's needed from a figure like yourself that has the background that you do. Not mm-hmm. the fake one that people right. claim they have. And that's True. that's the reality of most of it, right? I'm huge fans of Griselda. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that's that you my got yeah. I'm, I'm from there. You know, I seen them when they were younger doing it. And it's authentic. So for me, when I listen to the music, I'm like, yeah, I, they're talking about- You know what it is. Real yeah. And it's authentic. And it's- it's beautiful music. Be you. Yeah. If you could be you and win, you win the most. But I, but so. I, I, I think that's the that's really the only way, because that's the only thing that isn't copied is you. Yeah. It's too many. It's too many people around trying to be somebody else, trying to sound like them, look like them, but they'll never be that person. So they'll always be behind. Don't the, the best thing you can do is be you, because nobody else can do that but you. Yeah. My 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 big brother, one of my somebody I look up to the most. I don't often say this all the time. If I died and came back, I want to come back as AI, nothing mm-hmm. else. And I feel yeah. the same way. That sounds like an AI quote. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. That really is the coolest shit you could do is just be yourself. And you know, the real trick to that, too, a little caveat is that you're gonna constantly change, and you know, you're gonna become a different person five years, ten years apart. Yep. It's just naturally gonna happen. But live your truth and, and be who you gotta be. I used to date this this girl for a while. Oh, she always kept telling me, "All oh, your friends are dogs. Your friends are assholes. They're so opinionated and they're so this and they're so that. Why do you hang out with them? Assuming that I'm not of that cut, right? And I said, you know what I love about it? I always know what I'm going to get. You mm. might call them assholes, but I know for a fact, if these shoes are ugly, they're going to say, listen, bro, mm-hmm. them ain't it. That ain't it, bro. <laughs> and if they are and they tell me they're good, I know they're not gassing me up. They really feel, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So- I know what I'm going to get. doesn't matter what room we're in, who else is around, who else is listening or watching. I'm going to get a genuine, honest opinion from that person. You see it as an asshole. As long as you're not an asshole to me, mm-hmm. I see him as being truthful, you know, and I appreciate that. She's like, okay, I, I see your point, but I still don't like such as, you know, you know how that goes. So 
Yeah, it would be hard for them to understand. <laughs> you you sounded real Denzel Washington like with that little speech right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, which movie? I don't know, just like Training Day type shit. Shout out to Denzel. But um, but you couldn't have had you couldn't have picked a better personality to do this side by side with than with Matt Burns. Nah, I mean, for, for, for multiple reasons, you know, people think just because we play basketball together, but it's, when I first got to go to state, the first person my mom befriended was his mom, you know, and um, his mom ended up passing shortly after that, you know, and uh, um, me and him just became real, real, real tight during that time. Like, I didn't even go home. I stayed up there with him. I'm talking about we smoked probably... 2,000 blunts of Swish. That's when Swishers was popping back. Oh, man. He was on them Swishers hard. <laughs> and uh, I was just there for my brother to, to, you know, try to help him get through it. You know what I'm saying? And that's when we built a relationship. And a lot of people don't even know this. I never said this, but on me, um, I'm on my way to uh, Matt's mom's funeral. And I get a call from Bun B. Well, no, I hear it on the radio that Pimp C died. Oh. And I call Bun B. And that's when I find out Pimp C died on the way to Matt's mother's, Matt mother's uh, funeral. Heavy. Wow. Crazy story, yeah, yeah. But um, me and them, we start building the report in. I just on the on the court, we were the same guy, you know. I I, I had a little bit more skill offensively, and sure Matt enough. Matt and Matt was more athletic than I was. But as far as being the dog and on the defensive end, we were equal, you know. Being great teammates, being great playmakers, uh, can play all five positions. We were equal in that in that in that aspect. But um, off the court, I just think we were just too much alike. You know, we respected everybody. We wasn't no punks. We ain't taking no shit from nobody. But yeah. we come with so much respect that if you to the point where we're disrespected, you need your ass whipped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's how we are. It. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Because we come with so much respect and, and we're so much alike, bro. And um, God don't make mistakes. Um, I was killing Fox and ESPN. He was killing Fox and ESPN. And we would just sit one day like, bro, why don't we do our own show? Right? And I'm like, Pfft. Whatever, you know, <laughs> you do it. it. I'm with yeah. it. Whatever, you know what I'm saying, to this day. Whatever you want to do, bro, I'm with it. And um, he made some calls. Shout out Ellen Record to Ellen is uh, someone who helped start a Red Table Talk. Uh, she's a sweetheart. We love Ellen. And um, she's a big reason why we be getting all them big interviews. She gave her <laughs> a shout out. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, takes a crew, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, she uh, reached out to Brian Daly. I don't know where we'll be without Brian Daly. Um from Showtime, Brian is our guy. He'll be Brian to be a part of it, be with, be with us forever. Um, Tired. He didn't know what it would be. Actually, this is another news flash for a lot of people. When Matt, when Matt first first brought them the idea, they didn't want me. Mm. They thought they thought I was gonna come on there pulling guns yeah, out like yeah, yeah, yeah. what people think. You know what I'm saying? They they, they had no idea who I was. They just going off presumption of what people think. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And Matt was like. Psh. Nah, y'all gonna see. He was like, nah, <laughs> if he ain't the one, then this show ain't it. You know what I'm saying? My, my brother went my to Batman. Yeah, yes, he already sir. know. You know what I'm saying? I say this all the time. We three years in, we finna sign a new deal. We got some big news coming soon. And I haven't been in one meeting for all the smoke. Because if Matt's in the meeting, I'm in the meeting. I know my job. And I don't wanna be in the meetings anyway. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but I I know what I do best. You know, so that's why we win it. We know what each other does best. And uh I love my brother to death, man. I do anything for him. I go to war for him. I die for him. And I just think that the fact that um he believed in me to do this podcast with me. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we brothers, we're gonna hang around and take trips and all that anytime. But the fact that he believed in me to 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 build something that the stuff that we're building that's gonna be generational wealth for our kids and 
avenues for other ap- athletes to, to have their podcast and to control their own narr- narrative. We're, we're building that, you know, we're building the black bar stool, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm excited that my brother had that vision and uh, allowed me to be, uh, take that ride with him. Priceless, priceless relationship right there, man. Love my brother. That's dope. That's so crucial, bro. Cause it's a lot of people in this world that you're going to come across. And I think it was Brandon Marshall. What was it? He said, you got three different types of people. You got uh, constituents. Yeah. Comrades. What's the third? The other one, I forget. Confidants. I believe so. And he broke it down yeah, very confidence. eloquently, the difference between three. And it's like, you got to kind of know who you're dealing with and what to trust them with and you know what respects to hold for each other. Cause not everybody can do the same things together for such a long amount of time. So when you mm-hmm. find somebody that like, makes sense. like a Matt Barnes, maybe it's not blood, but he is actually like a brother. Mm-hmm. It's important that you guys stick together and keep that bond strong and try to grow something with that. Cause it's rare. Yep. And like I said, you go come across thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people just in, you know, walking through life. But if you can connect with those people that kind of align with the same hopes and dreams in, in life, that's a powerful thing. Definitely what y'all got going. And you know, it's, it's, it's just really up to you to, to recognize who it is, because God gonna bring them in your life. He gonna bring the good and the bad. You know, they gonna come in your life, but you gotta realize and take time to listen to see who's genuinely in your life for the right reasons. You know, a lot of people listen to respond instead of listen to, to to comprehend what that person is saying, right? And I think you know that's one thing about me and him. You know, we might disagree, but we don't disrespect each other sometimes. But we nine out of ten times we're on the same page. But when he talk, I listen, and when I talk, he listen. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same way. Tough. That's how, that's what I feel like is our dynamic that we do pretty well in podcasts. That's why right? this thing works, and, man. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Salute. Salute, bro. So the, um, you know, sometimes you got to give yourself some motherfucking props. You, you, gotta, hey, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you got to break yeah. your arm yeah, yeah. and pat yourself on the back, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the world, they'll pat you on the back with the bullshit and they'll kick you down. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to yeah. pat yourself on the back sometimes to keep going because, you know, you are you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody knows what it takes to, for y'all to get here to this point. You know what I mean? Nobody took the work and the ideas and the building the studio, all this. Like, it's not easy. I told you that earlier. I know it's not easy. So that's why I commend y'all. Nobody, they always see the reward. They never see the work and the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Hello. And we, if if we weren't doing shit, we don't got Steven Jackson in the building. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. That's obvious right there. Um, but, you know, I feel like everybody always wants to tie people as friends when they see their relationship in the industry. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, teammates uh, on certain teams. So they got to be best friends. So if one of them betrays each other, they're a dickhead. Um, when you look at what 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks, Tony mm-hmm. Yayo, Young Buck, everybody, oh, well, 50 the way 50 don't treat his friends right. Who was 50's friend? Tony Yayo? Mm-hmm. I think they're doing pretty good together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The other shit is through like the industry related stuff. So, like, oh, well, you, you got to be friends with everybody that you were teammates with. It's right. how people look at it when you're, when you're, see, when you're watching a sport. That's not realistic. You, yeah. Some of the people that you're on the team with, they don't fuck with. <laughs> Straight up. Oh man, I didn't play with a lot of I didn't have I had a lot of people that I played with in the NBA on teams and I can tell you right now, I can count the guys <laughs> on my hands who I still talk to this day who I consider my brother, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's guys it's guys out that I call that I talk to, you know, and it's, it's very few. But everybody's not meant to be your friend. You know, even even when you getting blessed, you know, I had to learn this the hard way, you know. When God blessing you with certain things that He's not blessing others with. And there, and you bringing certain people around you, they may he might take that from you because they might not be meant to benefit off your blessing. Mm. If he wanted them to have that, he would have blessed them. 
And he would take it from you because you got people benefiting off the blessing that he didn't want to benefit from. Yeah. I had to learn that the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it's it, it's 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 trial and error. You're gonna you're gonna make mistakes, but you got to try to limit them. You know what I'm saying? Because if 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 you don't if you don't try to limit the mistakes, they can pile up, become to a point where you can't come back. You know what I'm saying? We've seen that to a lot of athletes. You know what I'm saying? Where they can't come back. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Cube for Big Three for saving a lot of them too. So we spoke about boxing early on. You know, we started there. And, um, you know, we had the Stevenson fight. We haven't seen you at the fight since the Canelo situation. <laughs> I went I, 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 no, I went to the um, Charlo fight. Oh, okay. Charlo Canelo fight. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I went to that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, I, I know. Yeah. That's what, that's the one I'm saying. So we yeah. haven't seen you. At a fight since that one. Yeah. Has it, and, which uh, one? Uh, yeah, I, that, I, went, I, I couldn't the, go to Vegas to, to, to Shakur. But I wanted to go, but yeah. I couldn't make that one. That was the block. Yeah, and I and I didn't go to um, Errol Spence and Bud Crawford because I went hell Gilly down because his son had passed. Oh, okay. I was supposed to make money working that fight, but you know, I wanted to go hold my boy. Shout out to Chief. Yeah, shout out Gilly. Yeah, Good move. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no, what I was saying, we haven't seen the. You know, that that was a hilarious situation. Mm-hmm. Very Stephen Jackson like. Like, nah, hold mm-hmm. on. Like, there's a whole lot of people you letting through. <laughs> What was that situation? Yeah, like? so so you know somebody, them cameras are always running. Now, this is why I don't really pay attention because people run and, and post stuff and don't really try to, you know, make sense of anything. People they people more worried about being first than being right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, mm. I was I was walking through. Uh, I had my wife, my son, my homeboy Luke, and his wife with us. And um, as we was getting ready to walk through, you know, I, I, I matter of fact, let me say this: I came. I worked for Showtime. So I was there working back and forth through that same little way a million times that day. Yeah, yeah. The VIP room is right there. So the, this is not like I'm going this way for the first time. Those same security guards seen me get escorted through there the whole night. Yeah. And if they want to run the cameras, they can run the cameras because that's the truth. So um, we about to leave. And uh, as I'm leaving, the, the boxing, the ring security that was very respectful. Mr. Jackson, hold up. Can you let Canelo uh, family pass, please? And I see as his probably his mother and some older people, some kids. So I, I, I said, no problem. Bro, about 40 people passed. Okay, now, now, okay, now as as the 40 people passed, Steve Espinoza, which is the president of the Showtime, the president who puts on all these fights. Yeah. As he's walking up, I'm telling him the people stopped me from coming. He was like, no, come through. So as if, if, if he's walking up, obviously that's not Canelo's family. Right, the train. Common sense yeah. to tell you the family didn't pass. Yeah. If Espinosa and his wife is walking up, that's not Canelo's family. Right. So when he told me to pass, I walked through and the security was trying to uh, stop me. I said, and that's when I went off on him. Yeah. You see this man who's running this event telling me to pass through, and you know I've been through here 20 times today. You just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I, I'm, matter of fact, hold on, Espinosa. Let me tell him how I feel about him. And I, <laughs> I gave him some words that he'll never forget in his life. You know what I'm saying? And, and during that time, one of them touched me. One of the cops touched me. Now, you know, I don't play that. Yeah. I, and I lost it. Uh-oh. Don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? I made it clear. But um, I would never disrespect somebody. People want dirt on my name so bad, yeah. dog. <laughs> I, I, I come with too much respect. And, 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 like, I really didn't pay attention to it because I know the situation. You know what I'm saying? And this what this is this how I really killed them. Look at my page a week before that. I did the press conference in New York with Canelo and Charlo. If you look at my page, how giddy I was, excited. I posted <laughs> Canelo on my page. Yeah, yeah. Man, look how I'm sitting there. You know what I'm all saying? It was love. all that. Yeah. But that's how fast people try to control it. You got to control your own narrative. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah as, 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 as much respect as I showed him and as excited I was to meet him and sitting next to him on the show, why would I go and disrespect his family? It's stupid shit. So yeah. you, you can't really pay attention to social media, bro, because it's a lot of people that's dying inside that really won't want to be where you at. They don't want, they don't want, they don't want to have what you got. They just don't want you to have it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of people like that. It's more people in this world, dog, that that didn't reach their goal than people that have. So they got a fan base too. You got to think about Ooh. it. People that ain't shit and people that's dying inside, they got a fan base too because there's a lot of people just like them. Yeah. So it's our job to, when they come to our page with negative stuff, it's our job to say, you know what? You might be saying this about me, but look, I'm going to tell you about your real life. I just looked at your page. That's my favorite shit. I just looked at your page, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I ain't got a joke on it. That's all I got to say. You know say. what I'm saying? <laughs> and just let them know their real life. And they get off and they go look in the mirror like, you know what? Maybe hating ain't the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he didn't even he didn't even disrespect me. He just One told me about my real life. I didn't even demean him. I just told him about his real life, yeah, and yeah. it killed him. Whatever came to mind, that's on you, my brother. You know what I'm saying? I just looked at your page, bro. That's yeah. my insult. They go into denial minutes later. <laughs> you know what I mean? The mirror. Like they, they they started talking to themselves in the mirror like you. He was nah, right. Nah, yeah, no. He ain't right. Nah, I'm telling you, know, no, I'm the one. Nah, bro, and I'm telling you. They get back you, and they comment on on the next page. Nah, I'm telling you, you say the wrong thing to the right thing to some of them. I guarantee they get off yeah, that page yeah, and be like, Nah, man, he might be right. You bro. could definitely yeah. click yeah. that little button, and, 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 and then you get a DM from him saying, hey, "Bro, I, I didn't mean that. I just yeah. wanted to get attention, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You know, you a real. I get that yeah. too much, bro. No, you'll get that. We won't. You know what I mean? Because they want to be. I didn't like, mean yeah, it, bro. Like, that's Steven Jackson. I'm not about to fuck. Plus, he responded to me, so I'm gonna just tell him, "Yo, I was just trolling." I'm actually yeah. a big yeah, fan. Yo, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, well, that ain't the way, though, man. Yeah, and immediately, you know, they're going on their Facebook page or their other page. It's not that one. They're like, "Yo, I was just having a conversation with Steven Jackson. We cool." You know what I mean? They posted it on Twitter and shit. The funny shit to me is they say something crazy. You respond back. You you get them good, and then they delete their comment, and now you look crazy. Yeah, and yeah, now, yeah. Now you, it's yeah. like the teacher came, and you the one who swung second, but. I've never seen somebody hate on somebody that's doing worse than them. Hey, that's Fendi. <laughs> never. Because for what? For what? Right? Like, you doing so good. For why, why you turning down and looking looking down on somebody, right? It don't make sense. Yeah, it don't make sense. That's Phelps' picture. People don't think that they can reach you, too. You know, you can't reach me because I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm normal. I want, I carry myself like a normal person. I'm nine out of ten times I'm by myself. I'm, you know, what I'm saying I ain't. I'm, I'm, I'm coming with love and good vibes, so I don't be on no nonsense. So, but I, am, I am reachable, and people know I will reply. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will reply. I, I got time. Sometimes I got time to let people know what their life really like since they don't know. So, so you got to remind them, and I, I you know what, and, and you know, people. I don't know why people think just because. We on TV and we win the championships that we don't have ups and downs, bro. I just lost my little brother and my little sister last year. You know what I'm saying? Sorry it's, lost, appreciate it. It's, it's no amount of success or award that can fix that, you know, fill that void. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everybody is human, bro. Don't think just because they're on TV or they, or they have success or they got money. They go through the same things, ups and downs, headaches. You know what I'm saying? Just sickness. They go through everything, losing family members. So... You know what I'm saying? You might think you getting off on somebody, you know what I'm saying? But you going back to your real life, <laughs> no telling what they doing. They probably hopping on the jet or something. So the best, stop using that energy in a negative way and try to build something for yourself so you probably can be on the private jet. But hating ain't the way. Hating ain't the way. Dick riding is not a form of transportation. <laughs> take a sip on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Exactly. There you go. I'll take a sip. Yeah, shoot it out. That's a good one. Do that one.
You know, people be telling us they're going to take certain things from us. I might, I might take that. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's not, bro. It's, it's a good, that's a good quote right there. It's big right there. You're somebody that I would say um, I, I'm very similar to the way like you're describing yourself, being authentic. Um, I can tell always, that. always speaking the way you want to speak. With that, you said you don't have regrets because you are who you are today. I feel the same way, right? Mm-hmm. But if there was something that you could go back and change, mm-hmm. what is it? I would go back and change the bra because we definitely went in the championship that year. Ain't no question about it. Dog. That was the that was the game to show the world that we was the best team in the league. We would beat. We was like fourteen and five at the time, and that was the statement game. And I the the, the main reason why I would go back and erase that is not for nothing for me. So my boy Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller can have a championship. That's my hope. And you know, I wanted to win one for Rick and Mike Brown because they were the reason why I got my big contract. You know, so they they brought me in. Donnie Walsh, Larry Bird. So I, I would I would have wanted to win that for them, for Reggie uh, and the coaches and um, Jo. That's the only yeah. thing. I wouldn't change nothing else, you know. You know, you can't, I wouldn't even talk about bringing people back, you know what I'm saying? But like as far as life, nah, I wouldn't change nothing. Everything I've been through made me and, and made me the man I am and built me to be able to provide great lives for my family and myself, you know, and my kids. So, you know, I wouldn't change nothing. But that, I would change that, 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 that yeah. broad fight, yeah. Because there's always got to be something. And it's dope that even that. I missed all-star games because of that brawl. You know what I'm saying? I missed a lot of accolades, you know what I'm saying, because of that brawl. I got labeled because of that brawl. You know what I'm saying? So So even outside of the money, because, of course, that's a big thing, too, but the look and the moments. Yeah, all that, all that. You know, know, I I played basketball to be one of the best in it. You know what I'm saying? And I deserved the All-Star game at least three years of my career. You know what I'm saying? So um, those are the things that, 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 that bother me. But you still got this. I got rings. I got yeah, I, I got rings saying? for everybody's hands. Yeah. I got rings. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you play for. To be, you know, a lot of people can't say they was the best at their craft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was the best in the world at my craft. You know what I mean? So, so. um that's a blessing itself too. So. so the question, right, that they always ask, is it the the accolades or the or the champion? You know, the money or the mm-hmm. championship. And I answered that question. You know, Gilbert said five hundred. he'd rather 500 million, no championship, or 30 million in the championship. I don't know where he come from. I come from nothing. That 30 million is 500 million to me. Mm. And that okay. championship is more gratifying because everything I've been working for since five years old when I had 40 points, now I'm saying that was worth something. I was the best at basketball in the world. I can say that. 98% of the world can't say that. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's pretty I'm fine. fine with yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> I, I think outside with Gilbert Arenas, though. I, I can make that 30 million. million you know what I'm 30 million. Yeah. It's a lot of For money. Sure. Bro. A lot of money. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of. Just think, it's a high percentage of the world I'd never see a million dollars. True. You know what I'm saying? From where I come from, 30 million, hell yeah, I'll take that in the championship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be living good for the rest of my life like I got that 500 because I'm going to yeah. flip some of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to flip some of that. Mandatory. Don't forget where I'm from now. I'm going to flip some of that. So what was like? Uh, what was it like in Texas coming up? Like what was the, you know, you said, you know, the obviously the relationship between your mother and father were rough. Is who was who was the mentor for you? Who was taking you to the games? Who was coaching you up back then? Yeah, it, and, that, that, and that, that wasn't my father. That was my stepfather. So okay. I, yeah, my father. Li- my father actually lived where we moved in Port Arthur, Texas. But um, you know, I got it's 
for me, I give I got to give props to a lot of people. You know, my uncle, as for basketball wise, uh, my homeboy Chop, my homeboy Chop, Austin Crayshane, um, a dude I grew up with, real real fat dude. He was real real chubby, but the handles was unbelievable. I mean, the handles was unbelievable. So I used to always walk with walk with him, and my next door neighbor uh, Isaac used to walk with him to the park and play basketball. That's the I found the love from being around them too. Uh, an older guy named Stevie Johnson, and we used to call him a beef, and he used to call me Lil Steve because of him. When the big guys used to play on the court, he used to always pick me because I was good enough to play, but I was young, you know. And um, every time he'll pick me, I go out there and ball out, and Show that was on, yeah, and that was the only yeah, time I get a chance to play with the big boys. And uh, he 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 was real uh, important on the basketball side. Um, I will also say um, my high school coach Andre Butte. My my uncles and my cousins Marlon Scoop Sam them they played high school basketball, so they were my idols. They won a state mm-hmm. championship. That was I was watching them win state championships when I was a kid growing up. Watching blueprint, yeah, right my, and it was all Jackson. So you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I got to get me one. I got to <laughs> yeah. buy it, but I got to do better than all of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my coach my coach Butte. He was real important because my senior year, after we won the state championship, my junior year, I wanted to come back. He knew I had a chance to make it to the NBA. My mama knew it, my uncle knew it. I wanted to stay and come back and repeat with my homeboys, stay back in the hood, play with them. He saw me to Oak Hill my senior year. That's, that says a lot about a coach, to send his star player who he know going to the NBA to another school his senior year instead of coaching him and let you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he knew that I would, get, I would gain more. I wasn't going to class. Back home, you know what I'm saying? I was smoking, I was hanging out. I wasn't, but I was just that talented. But he knew if I can get away from all this, watch where the talent would go. So uh, I owe him everything for him and my mom for forcing me to go to Oak Hill because that was the best decision I could have made. But besides basketball, bro, I got so many homeboys that I, that I that I would say that protected me from things in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Even they bringing me around it, but they keeping me away from it at the yeah, same time. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because I want to be you know, around you know. it. They ain't, they let me hang around and be around all of it. But when it comes down to people going to jail or something happening, you know, I'm I'm around it. But now nah, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? From the E Dogs to the Mike D's, from Lil P's to, you know, it's John Johnson, Raw D Rod. Like it's, it's, I got mm-hmm. so many friends, bro. That um, you know, TD Dante, just so many, bro. That I've been through stuff with. You know, Dip, Scooby. I'd have been through fights and stuff with Jack in the Box, all kind of stuff, and made it out. You know what I'm saying? And and those guys, uh, 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 they cared about me to make sure that, okay, we know you got something. They, you know believe, they all cared man. about me, dog. And yeah. That's why I said I know I didn't make it on my own. That's why I was talking about the support system. My family was, a, was the biggest support system and the only support system I needed. My city supported me more than you could think, bro. Sure. They really did. Yeah, you listed like fifteen people. Like yeah, that's, that's and then like, that's not even a half, bro. Bro, that's such a that's such a real and rare answer. You know, usually I forgot you, Mike D. It's, 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 I think you said. I think shout out to Mike. I think you said. But um, you know, it's like when you when people go on stage and they do that Grammy speech. You know, yeah. First and foremost, thank you, God. Thank you, Mom, Dad, and maybe one or two other people, but. It's always a treat when it's like, I remember Mike from the fifth floor. He used to stay late. He used to be the janitor over there. And I used to talk to him after work. He held me down. And he, he kept me, I almost quit that one day. And Mike, man, shout out. So, you know, hearing you say that, especially the boys from the neighborhood, yeah. knowing what was at risk and the fact that they believed in you with the foresight to, enough to say, you know what, we're not going to include you in this. We, you got to go to practice. Yeah. And even for your coach to, be, to not be selfish. Yeah, man. And say, I believe in you so much. I'm going to give you the opportunity to go get to work where it's, I can't do it for you, so I'm gonna put you with somebody else. 
That, you ain't have to do that neither. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, know how coaches are these days. Oh, yeah. They want the players on their team. They want the credit for it. You know what I'm saying? But let me tell you how I go. I blessed him. <laughs> Sent me to Oak Hill, right? Guess what he get two years later? Kendrick Perkins. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But he get it organically. He go to the nah. school. Who was this seven-foot freshman walking in here? Now he got a he got now he got two kids that two players that go out of high school and both are NBA champions. Tough. So it worked out for him. Yeah, that's a good look. <laughs> it yeah, worked that's out a good for look. him. Yeah. <laughs> when you're doing stuff for the right reasons, good things happen. You know what I'm saying? Man, we hope so. <laughs> because sometimes it normally works out like that. Because bro, some you know, I've been on this journey myself, man. Not to make it about me or nothing like that, but and this is still my mission statement. My goal is to prove that it can be done without stepping on toes and screwing somebody over and just mm-hmm. completely, you know, living in in in, in lies and I'm trying to show that you can actually make it by doing the right thing. Stand solid, of course. And it's gonna take me a little bit longer. It has taken me a little bit longer, but. I have full confidence that I'm gonna get there. I I I think I know you will. Man, come on. I know you will, bro. No, I know you will. I know you will, bro. I know come you will. On. I really, I really believe that because that is the way. Being solid. That that is the way, bro. Word. It's too many people thinking that the way to get ahead is to try to demean somebody to lift. It, that that does not work, bro. It don't work for nobody. And if you think that's gonna work for you, it's not, bro. That don't work for never. You do better with showing love and coming with respect. You do better with believing in yourself. Without without stepping on somebody else's toes, and that's the way you win because confidence is key. Confidence is key, but not the not the not the insecure confidence where mm. you feel like you got to demean somebody to make yourself look better. Yeah, just stand on what you believe in. Be you. Shit, nine out of ten times that works. Come on, amen. Let's being, go. Being authentic is the greatest thing. Those are the only people I want around me. Thanks. I don't want the rest. I don't want to hear it. I'm. I'm I'll I'll be quick to look at you as somebody you say some dick riding shit. Yeah. Some, you know what I mean? Or some or some hating shit. I'll be quick to look at you and be like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? It's just that the next time nah, I'm around. You know. I, I, I wasn't around you. I wasn't, you know what I mean? We kept our conversations separate. You know what I mean? You don't need to, I don't want it. I don't want anybody in my life to be that way. I'm gro- I'm I'm raising my children. To be that way, my relationship, I want to be that way. You feel something wrong about me? My, my homie feels something wrong about me? Tell me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not always going to be right. I'm not always going to be perfect. But tell me, because maybe I'm missing something. And I would love to be able to correct that because I'm going to tell you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm going I'm to I'm I'm call my boy when my, my boy tells me, yo, you know, shorty been tripping. I'm about to go out here. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah, chill, 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 chill. That ain't the answer. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, you don't even need to do that. That's not where you need to be at right now. You know that the only person that's going to hurt is you. Chill out. Relax. I like what you, you said, too. If you got a problem with me, tell me. Obviously, we hope that that will be the case. But I always do that to my to my friends. A lot of people come to me for advice. And I hope that's because they feel like I'm qualified to give them some, some solid They advice. value your opinion. Yeah, right. But the first thing I tell them, I, I hear them out. I don't interrupt. Yeah, she said this. She said that. Or... Man, he was supposed to send this and he ain't saying that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Did you tell them that? Oh, well, nah, but you know, I, you know, I wanted to tell them, but okay, well, think of a way that you, everything you just told me, they probably need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And you owe them that. If mm-hmm. that's your best friend, if that's your wife, if that's whoever it is, you owe them that. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you gotta tell them in a way that they can receive it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's respectively. Right. And then and navigate from there. But if you don't tell them what's going on, how can they fix it? How can they correct course? Mm. If if I'm your if I'm your boy. And I'm doing something that's messing with your ecosystem, whatever you got going on. But I don't know about it. Whose fault is that? Mine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you tell me about it, 
Right? And you still do and it. And I continue to- That's to, on you. And I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I make the decision knowing that it's going to negatively affect you. Now I'm in the wrong. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have the opportunity to correct course, then I'm just operating freely. Right. I don't even know you got a problem. So the first thing when somebody come to me with this stuff, did you, did you tell her that? Did you let that? Did you say that in the meeting? Okay, well, let's try to find a way to get this off your chest to the person that needs to hear it because I can't fix it. Mm -hmm. The person that you're talking about, they probably need to hear that. I'm going to hear it for know? you, but I can't fix it. I can't fix it. You know, if I could, I would, but I probably can't. So Word. you got to talk to your boss, big dog. You know, whoever it is, whoever that is. And it's the people that can accept that That's and true. give that. That is that top 2%. Mm. Because they have that support system. Not just a regular one. One that's going to say, hey, I need you to be better. I need you to do more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The ones that you could do the same thing for. And I always say, what, what did Jay say? If everybody in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged. Nobody will fall because everyone will be each other's crutches. Mm -hmm. Can't let that go. That 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 is so important. Somebody got to always be in place. Yeah. Because as long as you got that, and all the people around you, when you fall, sometimes they don't need to be there financially to support you. Mm-hmm. But they could be there enough to support you mentally and say, hey, Thanks. you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just went through a lot. You're going to be okay. You did some knuckleheaded shit. You know what I mean? You, you'll you'll probably have to pay for that a little bit. You'll be miserable. You'll beat yourself. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, you know what you are. You're a good person. Mm -hmm. You got a good heart. You're a winner. You made it this far. So you're going to make it the rest of the way. Don't look at it now and say, oh, it's all over and start killing yourself. Right. Don't do that. Go win. You know what I mean? You're a winner. Go I know win. you're going to win. I know what's about to happen. And I know that whatever the story, because people get nervous about the rain, I think the losses are the most amazing thing in the world. I love it. You know, you, you tell me you see a storm outside. You don't like the way it looks. You don't love it a little bit. You know what I mean? Sometimes just be able to sit in the storm and observe it and pay attention to what's happening. That's when you're actually putting it inside. That's mm -hmm. when that's when that winning mentality is coming. That's when you're putting those thoughts together. Oh, you know what? And you get up and you start winning. You start doing stuff that you didn't even think you would do. But that's mm -hmm. just all that is. Is that's that's just your next level. You start doing that daily. Huh. You know what I mean? So when you got those type of people around you that could just put you right back into that mindset, every time it slips, they got you right back. And we make those phone calls subconsciously. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you got that that type of person. Like if you're that person in my circle, I'm subconsciously I'm gonna just call you up. You know what I mean? Like yo, you don't know what I went through today. Mm -hmm. but I'm doing it for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I trust you, and I know I got that strong support system because that's who. When you win, you got some dope people around you. Yep. You know what I mean? And what's what's cool, dog, is like conversation like this is refreshing. I think, but like for somebody like yourself, especially coming from where you're coming from. Speaking publicly on this stuff got to be a little bit of a change of pace from what you were used to. At what point did you feel comfortable to say, yo, I want to, I want to speak on a, I want to have a podcast. Like I want to get out there. I think, well, I, um, when Rachel Nichols started the, um, the jump on ESPN, mm -hmm. she okay. brought me and Trace on as, as one of her first hosts. And I was enjoying doing it cause I was making that show pop, but I wasn't, I couldn't be fully me. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? To I could, jump out there. And I was bringing a little swag to the show and I was enjoying yeah. it, but it still wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'd had no idea I wanted to be in the media space, but I was always a guy that was always outspoken. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The media. So people probably telling you like, hey man, you should. Rachel. Uh, Rachel uh, Nichols. She's yeah, the whole right. reason why I'm in this space. She, <laughs> like, she, cause Shout like, out to Rachel Nichols. And, and let me tell you what, one thing about Rachel, why this is goes back to what I was saying, treat people how you want to be treated. It was a lot of times where Rachel was in the locker room trying to get people to talk to her 
and guys be having attitudes in the locker room. And and if a players if players in the locker room say that guys don't be shunning women reporters sometimes and just not talking to them like they do that, mm-hmm. they they've done that. And I've you know so I've seen in locker rooms I, they've done that. You know so I probably done it one or twice to keep it funky. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because sometimes you don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? But you be having relations with the male reporters. I used to talk to Rachel every yeah, time. I don't yeah. care if I'm late, missing the bus, whatever, because that was my girl. Yeah. Because what I told her is what she reported. She didn't take what I told her and put it, it in her yeah. own words. She never did that. Rachel, one of the realest. Mm. And, uh, you know, and that's why we was able to bring her to Showtime, you know, once we started everything with Showtime Basketball. And um, she really she really was, she really gave me my voice, put it like that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and after being on her show and seeing how, I was basically made for it. Her and Gina uh, Paradiso just just uh, let me loose, and um, everything else just started happening due to the grace of God. Cool, That's yeah, dope. man. Because it's you know it's, it's refreshing. Certain, it's refreshing, but it's a certain responsibility that comes with you know no question being in front. I of I had to change too. You got it because that shit will. The internet is forever. <laughs> yeah. So like you really got to be mindful of some of the stuff you say and the people and the names that you mention and stuff like that. And sometimes it's hard to dance around, especially when you really know these people for real. Jim, like Jim Gray yeah. told me, the under great Jim Gray, legend. Jim Gray said, he told me this recently. I thought he called me about two weeks ago just to talk to me and see how I'm doing. That's the type of people that call my phone, like oh. Jim Gray. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, that's, why, that's why I'm out the way, bro. I don't want <laughs> to be for nobody. I'm chilling. Like, I got Jim Gray calling my phone. But he told me, he was like, man, I just want to tell you how proud I am. For, and I, I see what direction y'all going, you know, with y'all new stuff. He was like, I just wanted to tell you, when you when you thinking of something and you thinking real hard, don't hit sin. Mm. He said, because the things that you really want to say going to come out naturally. If you got to want to say something, especially on social media, and you're thinking real hard about it, you got to look at it. Do He's like, don't hit sin. Tough. That's really good advice. I heard something similar. That's too good of advice. <laughs> Hold on. Don't man. hit that's sin, good, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I, that just I, got to me right there. That was That's a good one. I heard a similar piece of advice. It's like if you really want to say something to somebody, write it in a note. Write it like in a letter to whoever it is, but don't send it. Sit on it for a day or two. Come back, read it. And if you still feel the same way, send it. It's time to go. Yep. But if you don't, tear it up. Do whatever you got to do and let it go. Or, Anytime you second guess yourself, it's kind of like, ah. Uh, so you, you, it's for a reason. Because when you know it's, it's, it's a for sure shot, you know that no. it ain't hurting you or hurting nobody. You just do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But when you second guess, it's probably not the right thing it's to do. the reason why you, you know, <laughs> something's on the line. Man, that's, that might... Switch up a lot of text messages you for like me that. from now. Like yeah, because I might fuck up a lot. Because <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm always like press send. Now, now, now I got to really think about it. Cause that got to me. <laughs> that got to me. I might have. Let to me ask you a question. Yeah. With being in the space, knowing how saturated it is, what keeps y'all going? You know, Same. I'm I'm in this space, so I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no, so no, used no. to asking questions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to let me ask. No, absolutely. absolutely. I think this is this is the dope shit about it. Yeah. Right? Um, I feel like for me, my answer would be is I am me. Mm-hmm. I think that I am different. You know, I like to. I, I'm I'm giving people an opportunity right now to sit and watch you live, mm-hmm. ask questions to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're kind of connected to you in the room right now. And I want that to grow. You know, you're literally watching Steven Jackson talk shit to you live in the flesh right now. There's no, yeah. there's, there's none of this is scripted. We didn't sit down before the show and say, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. Not this at what all. We're not going to talk about. Yeah. 
it's it's all authentic. And for me, I always wanted to feel a connection to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up like heavy, heavy uh, fan of football and music. I I would love to be able to sit in a room and speak to somebody live, like where I could just send a couple bucks and ask my favorite celebrity, my favorite athlete, yeah. a question mm-hmm. that they would answer. Yeah. Like to to if I had that when I was younger. Maybe a lot of the problems that I got into in my past wouldn't have been there because right. I might have been able to hear something dope from somebody that I actually idolized to slow me down. And so I feel like for me is I want my story to be out there and the, the I want for those moments in my childhood that I wished for, I want to be able to provide that for the people that are like me because right. we all have our own fan base. You know, we we heard a lot of musicians that were like, how, how the fuck could this person sell a million records? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's terrible. Everybody got fans. <laughs> yeah, but you got fans. And so I know that there's people just like me out there. And I want to be able to speak to them every single day. Like, no, you know what? No matter what, if you're watching me right now, you could sit there, you could talk to that person and that person can motivate you. And you know what? I'm not, I, didn't, I don't got the... A decorated background. I don't. I don't got no dope shit that I did that you could Google and be like, oh, he was this or he was that or he, you know, he dunked the ball. I can't. You know what I mean? Kind of short. I tried for a long time. One day I thought I was gonna do it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just work towards it for like two years. I'm gonna get there. But I gotta know my lane, right? And what I'm good at. There's a lot of people that you gotta tap into your gift. Yes. If you want to make music and you want to be a rapper, some maybe rap isn't for you. Maybe it's some R and B or maybe you could be like Andre 3K and play the flute. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I I bet you like my boy told me the other day he heard the album and it was fire because it's it's a healing frequency. Yeah. I know I'ma like it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I'm a because I'm a I'm somebody that likes meditating. So I'm a, okay. I st- I listened to one of them. It was like 20 minutes long the track. Yep. And um. I didn't notice that I was listening to it until like seven minutes went by. Mm-hmm. I was already just zoned out. So yeah, I love there. It. Yeah, and everybody has their own lane and things they could do. There's people that there's people that love Cato. Yep. There's people that love Stephen Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bridge the gap. So no matter what, every day this is a mission. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll never feel like I'm better than anyone, or I really I don't think. I mean, you might be able to answer better than me, but I don't ever feel like I feel success. Mm. I always feel like it's just the next level that comes up. You know, I was shout out, shout out to us. You know, we just <laughs> we just reached fifty thousand subscribers. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another fifty thousand yeah. coming tonight. Yeah, counting. Hell yeah. Go and on. and for me, it was like I, I I waited to get the screenshot of it. You know, it was like forty nine nine nine. You know what I mean? But then fifty fifty thousand hit, and I'm like. Now it's got to be a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? As much as I was excited about that, it went away in an instant. And I I do have to learn how to sit back and take those things in. But I also know there's so many people out there watching and there's something that they want to do to be great. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't matter that that job is never going to end to be able to feed that to somebody else in the world. That's never going to end. And I can't wait till those moments happen where there, where there's a, where there's a softball team, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's named after me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's what I do it for. Yeah, that's exactly. what I thrive for. Yeah, what's your answer? Um, I mean, kind of tough to follow there. Was <laughs> right, a solid answer there. <laughs> Should have wrote something down, but no. Nah. <laughs> um, honestly, man, initially it was for selfish reasons, bro. Like I never really had. I never did music. 
I was never an all-star, even though I played sports. I never really had anything that I shined at or a way that I could really express myself. Mm -hmm. I don't play instruments. I don't paint or draw. So this is a way for me to be creative. And through that, it's also a way for me to speak my mind and have conversations and really challenge myself and challenge myself to be honest and vulnerable in front of people. Like I, I was joking about it with him. I've said things up here that I never told some of my closest friends or mm -hmm. that I've only told my closest friends. And here I am saying it in front of a couple hundred thousand people. So what comes with that is I got to hold myself accountable, make sure what I'm saying is real and that I actually believe in what I'm saying. So it's been a little bit of a selfish journey just to kind of challenge myself and challenge the conversation and get in front of a camera and be creative and come up with new thoughts and try to be interesting and highlight the guests most importantly, because really that's the, the mm -hmm. main goal. That's the main um, subject of having people in this room. That's how, that's how it started for me, for sure. But um, as, as we go on, it, it's more so the conversation with people that we looked up to, like you said, because we've had, we've been able to sit with some people that don't even really do interviews like Vlad TV just came up here. That's somebody we saw coming mm -hmm. up all throughout hip hop and music, you know, smack DVD. Mm, smack is my dog. Bro, he don't do any, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. to to sit there up there with a legend, I never thought I would be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That's fly as hell. You know, I get to get advice from Brandon Marshall and Steven Jackson and, mm -hmm. you know, Devin Haney's telling me about the millions he just made and, you know, he's only such and such years old. So like just having those moments. And then I think it's also something that my I just got the gift to get. My dad, He's the type of guy who could talk to anybody, everybody, anywhere, everywhere. He literally would get uh, yelled at by my mom for stopping to have a conversation with the toll guy. You know, you should have to stop and mm -hmm. make change with the toll guy. He'll say, how you doing, man? Everything good? You having a good day? Just like you said, stop talking to the janitor. Mm -hmm. That was my dad. You know, the guy who, when the party's over, he he's already, he's in the car. The kids are in the car. Wife is in the car. He had the door jam. So yeah, man, we're we going to do this again yeah. sometime, man. <laughs> yeah. It was a real good time. I real appreciate it. All the way from the, the grill to the, the takeaway plate to the front door to the car. We still, yeah. so I just love talking to people. I love having conversation. And another treat too, is we are fans of the culture. If it's through mm -hmm. music, if it's through sports, if it's through business relationships, you name it. So it's just, invaluable being able to have all these people here and speak on the things that they are professionals with mm -hmm. and of. And like, I don't know, man, I'm still mind blown by it because we're still in it right? and it's still happening. And at the rate that it's happening, I haven't even had time to stop and be like, whoa, that's cool. The only time mm -hmm. it happens is when I'm in the LA fitness sauna and then yeah. I, you just had Steven Jackson up there, man. That was you. Y'all just had <laughs> Brittany Renner up there. That, that, hey, man. So then that's I'm dope. like, okay, we got that's something dope. going, but I don't I, I, to what he was saying. I don't think we will really appreciate it or understand what this is all for until we get, mm -hmm. you know, further on. I think we'll be able to look back and be like, "Man, you, you see what we did? You see what we created? The people that we connected, the opportunities that we got. Now we over here doing these shows and these pop ups and these we selling merch and I just did it for to speak my mind for you know in front of a camera for a couple of minutes. So mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting you, to see. You normally you see the success part of it. I see it with my children, with being able to send my mom money, being mm -hmm. able to help my sister. But you know, I see it that way. You know, what I'm saying through other people. I really don't see it through me because, like I said, I've done way more people than I've done for myself. And you're right. We will never stop because it's gonna always be somebody that we gonna want to help. That's how everybody ain't got that though. That's what I. That's what I really like about you. Like most people won't say that. They will. They will say. I won't stop because I want to. I want this. I want this. I want. I want to do this. They won't say 
I'm not stopping because I know if I stop, I won't be able to help somebody. But if I keep going, I will always be in position to help somebody. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it too. Super dope. Yeah, that's you not just a bad got us in the zone right there. Yeah, that's not that's a bad motivation, boy. Got us in the zone. So you, you, you obviously have a different type of gift to this. This is just the beginning of your story as well. It's not like a lot of people see things and, oh, well, he made it because he was in the NBA and he was already famous. That's how some people will see it. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is this might actually be the gift. <laughs> You know, and you're just that talented. You know, there's the people that are are good at a lot of things. And then there's people that, that are just great at one thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're, you're clearly good at a lot of things. There's, there's things that when, like you said, you're at these, uh, you're, you're on these teams. And the one thing they know they got with you that didn't matter the paycheck mm-hmm. is you were the hardest worker in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and this is something that, you know, basketball, obviously, you had the natural gift for it, right? Mm-hmm. But you also had the natural gift of gab and connecting with people and being who you are. And the reason why you were able to navigate and still be in, still be wanted by the, the most prestigious teams, like, we want Steve, I don't care what the fuck he went through. Mm-hmm. That's that's the guy I want. I don't care what the, the media has said about him. We could see something bigger in him by looking at him, by speaking to him. They mm-hmm. saw it. They heard it. Yep. They definitely heard that coming from you or these teams wouldn't want you because the narrative that the media tried to create, they tried to paint an ugly picture. Like you said, you had to battle that for 20 years, mm-hmm. but Pop didn't didn't care what they had to say about you. You would you would think that I got pulled over in my career 10 times with guns and weed. Like you would think I was just the worst <laughs> player ever, bro. You know what I'm saying? And and that was that was so far from who I was, but I remember when, when I tried out for this um for the Spurs, Pop, I had a great summer league. I think I finished the summer league second in scoring behind Dirk Whiskey. Pop come, comes up to me right after the game, like, you're on the Spurs. You're going to be on this team, but you got to promise me you're not going to smoke weed. Yeah, I, what you think I did? What you think I told him? I swore to him. I'll never do it again. <laughs> Hour later, I was in my room smoking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he, and he knew that. Yeah, he knew, yeah. he just wanted to see what I was going to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, but, I, but I've never been... Uh, suspended for a game for drugs and nothing like that. Like I never been in a fight in an NBA game with an NBA player. Just that brawl was the only time I've ever been in a fight in an NBA game. So it, it it was a lot. It was a lot of things, bro. That that could have deterred me. You know what I'm saying? Like people talking about uh, he in the NBA. That's why, bro. I tried out for 18 NBA teams. I got cut by 18 NBA teams before I got a job. I broke both of my feet wow. before I got an NBA. Both of my feet. I got drafted by the Suns and second to last pick in the draft and got cut immediately. Went overseas three years. Like, it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? My first year getting in the league, I'm named, my my name is Steven Jesse Jackson. I'm named after my grandfather, Jesse Jackson. My first year in the league, my grandfather passed. So, like. Wait, you. Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson? Not the. Oh, no, I was about to say, I don't care. Okay. No, okay. the real Jesse Jackson. Okay. My life, the real Jesse. Yeah, my yeah. grandfather, yeah. My grandfather, yeah. And so, like, it's it's a lot of stuff. Because, like, you know, my older brother got killed when I was 16. I was probably a mile away while it was, you know what I'm saying? He got beat up and killed when I was 16. So, like, people can say things are easy, but they never know what you've been through. That's why I don't judge nobody, because mm-hmm. you never know what battles they're going through. It can look all good on the outside, but on the inside, they crying, they dying. Mm-hmm. And I've been that person. You know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, so I, I, I get it, man. But at the end of the day, if you don't love yourself, people will break you down. 
You know what I'm saying? Especially people on the outside looking in. So um, I've always believed in myself. I've always bet on myself too. You know what I'm saying? I won a championship with the Spurs. I was a big part of that championship. I was supposed to get a big contract after that. They didn't give it to me because they wanted to pay other guys. So I bet on myself and went to Atlanta, balled out. Let's go. Ended up getting my contract. You know what I'm saying? So I've always bet on myself and I know right from wrong. I'm, I always say I'm first team all common sense. First team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I got common sense. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in a position, you know, as an adult, especially if I'd have done it before when I know it's not going to, it's not going to show me in the, in the right light or it's going to, it's going to hurt me going forward, hurt the people that I care about. I could easily be one of those guys that going to the clubs every night at 45, hanging out, throwing money. <laughs> yeah. But I'm risking what I'm doing for my children. I'm risking what I'm doing for my family. I'm risking what I'm doing for my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm risking the security that I'm giving them. It's a lot of people that's, that's really selfish. Well, I want to do this. I can't be that because I love, that's how I keep going. I love the people that that depend on me. I love the people that that, that rely on me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what keeps me going. I, I got to do right. I got to be here. I got to stay focused. I got to win. You know what I'm saying? To show them. And uh, I think that should be a motivation for everybody. Everybody should have an immediate, immediate circle of family who they care about, who they provide for. Because nine out of ten times, a man that don't have no responsibility is not focused. It's not focused. You got too much idle time to do all the nonsense. And that's that's what ends mostly nine out of ten times ends ends us up in jail or in trouble. No, not having no responsibilities. A lot of a lot of men that I know today that don't have responsibilities, they, they, they life not in order because they don't have no reason to. They have no incentive to be great. They have no incentive to get up and go to work. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't have a why. They don't care about themselves enough. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no responsibility. So I, I love the fact that I have daughters, our sons, mama, sister, you know, I said wife. I love the fact that I have all those things in my life to hold me accountable. Yeah. That's real shit, man. Yeah. yeah I, th- this is what I'm saying. I, well, I, I, I'll ask you. What is more rewarding to you, your MBA career or your mm-hmm. podcasting career? The most rewarding thing to me is neither one of those. The most rewarding thing I've ever had in my life was leading the biggest civil rights movement ever with the George Floyd situation. 18 countries, I mean, 18 countries, 50 states all protested at one time. It's never, it's never been done before. I think that's the biggest thing I've done in my life because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't using the talent I had. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no gift I can use in this. I was totally lost. I was hurt the whole time. And, you know, I was doing something that I know could have ruined my life. I lost money. People backed away from me. You know what I'm saying? But that moment made me bigger than any basketball game or any podcast can make me. That moment. People know me in 18 different countries now because I stood up for the oppressed. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that was my biggest moment. Yeah, basketball, because it means so much to me, winning a championship and the podcast, I think we just get started. Mm. We ain't got to where we going to go. You know what I'm saying? And I love the fact that we got room to still go up. But I think being able to put everything I had on the line for my brother George, I think that's that was the biggest moment, the most gratifying moment of my life. And I was able to, wasn't able to change the world, because they still killing us. You know what I'm saying? But I was able to get some justice in some type of way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'll take that. And, you know, 
Shout out to you for that. Brother. Thank you, bro. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's Shout out to all the activists. I'm not an activist. I never put myself in that position because these people spend their life every day for justice for people that that that, that need justice. So Tamika Mallory, um, Kimberly Latrice, my publicist, Drill, um, all y'all, man. Thank y'all. Jamie Foxx, Bumby, all them pulled up on me and rolled with me, man. The Somalian community in Minnesota. Wow. I owe y'all my life. I owe y'all my life. What was the what was your friendship like with him? What is it like a mm-hmm. was it that you knew him? Because I, I know the uh the twin story, yeah. right? Like, you look just alike. Who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's but crazy. It's a good question too, by the way, because yeah. you be seeing people sometimes in your life like, oh. yeah. you know what I mean? I got uh 18 uncles. So I got Shit. mad cousins. You know like so I bet, who's your who's your dad? You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of looks just like me. What the fuck is going on over here? Um but like, what was your relationship with them actually like? Okay, so so Third Ward is the, my city Port Arthur is really a smaller version of Third Ward. It's a lot of hustling going on and that's basically our hustling hub. You know what I'm saying? It was a guy named uh, Tello, rest in peace Tello. Um, he really helped build that connection with Third Ward and Port Arthur because he had family in both. And um, he came down, he brought him and, um, him and G was real good friends because they both uh, grew up in the CUNY Homes projects in Third Ward. He brought G down. G used to come down and, and be in Port Arthur all the time. And I was playing basketball. And Teller was like, man, I'm finna, I got a homeboy who looks just like you, bro. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, they they knew my uh, my uh, stepfather at the time who raised us from being in the streets, you know, buying drugs and all. They knew who he was. He was like, uh, I got somebody that looks just like you, man. I'm going to bring him down here, man. <laughs> and uh, when I first met him, I'm like, yeah, you get, at yeah. first it's always like that. Like, man, who your daddy for real? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real. That's how much we looked alike. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it, it it got to the point where our relationship this our this is what our relationship was. When when my season was over, I'm going straight to um, CUNY Homes Projects. I'm going to meet him, him and a couple of his friends. Um, ghetto and all them, and I'm buying me some syrup and getting some weed, <laughs> and I'm sitting there all post, day with them, up. enjoying my summer, smoking and leaning, chilling with them. They making sure I ain't getting no trouble, nobody coming around yeah, bothering me. I'm in my two, $300,000 car parked right there in the projects every summer. If I'm not at home, I'm in third wall with them. And I used to go out, when I go to Houston, I'm going out to the club with him. So we had been around together so much that everybody called us twins. You know what I'm saying? Calling us twins. And, and then we start calling each other twin first, but everybody else started calling us twin. And it became to the point where while I was in the league, you know, fell on hard times. Mama needed rent. I helped out. You know, we became like real brothers. We didn't see each other every summer. We didn't talk every day. You know what I'm saying? You know how grown, how family was. People have their own lives. Yeah. I cared about them. You know, we talked, but we was in two different, we was living two different lives. He in the middle of the street. I'm living the you know what I'm saying? We live in two different lives and we didn't grow up together. We didn't shoot marbles together, but the day we met, we became brothers like we like we've been knowing each other our whole life. And um before he went to Minnesota, you know, it's, it's, he was on his Instagram. He reached out to me for clothes. Like he wasn't he wasn't a friend to call me for money. I don't know why people think that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He he wasn't that wasn't him. He he wanted to get his own. He never called me for when his mama needed something for when he was in jail, she needed money for rent. I took care, you know what I'm saying? That's the type of stuff. But That's when different. he was when he was home, he said, Bro, I'm going to Minnesota. 
I'm going uh, going out there to get my CDL license. I need some clothes for job interviews. And it's on his page. I sent him a whole bunch of clothes. That's the relationship we got. He that's why I loved him, and that's why I was so hurt when he when he got killed like that. Because you being successful, you very seldom have friends that don't abuse your friendship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be around you for the wrong reason, how they can benefit. He was never that guy. He could. He could be around me and benefit, but he was never that guy. He always called me when he really needed it. And I can't tell you ten or uh, two people in my life that called me, that could call me for all the money in the world, but would call me for clothes for a job interview. That's who G was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the people uh, on the outside looking in saying he did this, he did that. Let me clip another story since we on here. People talking about he shot somebody in the stomach. He shot. A, he held a gun to a woman's uh, when they, when yeah. he, that wasn't true. What happened was somebody else did that. And if you from the if you from the hood, you know, if I got if I got a serious case on me, and this little case is sitting here, me and you together, if they want to put that on me, you can put that on my case too, because it's not it's not gonna really hurt me more. I'm already doing time. Mm-hmm. He took that for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you from the neighborhood, if you from you the know well, you know how that go. You're supposed you know to know what I'm saying? But nobody <laughs> never explained explained that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He 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 wasn't that type of person, bro. Yeah, he was in the ghetto. He was there, he was at that place, but he would never do nothing like that. So I'm glad I'm able to clear that up about my brother because he was a great dude, bro. We all got our problems. We all got our things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all got family members that do things that we we wouldn't uh want them to do. But we can't control it as men. Men live their life. We're gonna do our own thing regardless mm-hmm. of what somebody else tells us. And uh, I just hate that happened to him, bro, because, you know, his daughter, Gigi, shout out Gigi, and a shout out Roxanne, you know, I ain't talked to them in a while, but, you know, I, I was able to do some great things, some great people like Kyrie Irving did some great things for them so they can have a great life and Gigi can be straight. A lot of a lot of people did some great things. So, like I said, I'm just happy that I was able to be there for him because a lot of times when this happens to people of color, of course, they don't have nobody that looks like them or somebody that's famous that can speak up for speak him. Up. I didn't just... Speak up for him. I look like him. So people, when people look at me like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it all worked out, man. God don't make mistakes. Tough. This, yeah. this is why I do this. <laughs> because yeah. such a pivotal moment in all of our lives to be able to sit and have a conversation with you about that and the, the true version of George Floyd. I could go to sleep knowing that this, this could end right now. And and stories like this and the way that you're able to deliver a message to the world about that, I'm happy. Thanks, bro. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um because things like that is what is actually important. We could we could sit here and pretend like, you know, the new album's dropping this week or <laughs> championships, <laughs> that it's the dope shit. Like that's the pivotal moments in life. Nah, this right. is the, this is this is it. Real shit. You know what I mean? The people that are really actually there fighting for their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Th- those are the that that's what matters. So many people got it worse than us right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's right now. So many people got it worse than us right now. My heart go out to so many people, man. It's just, it it just sucks. But at the end of the day, if your heart not right, you can't do nothing for nobody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Your heart got to be right first. So I think that's what I really focus on is keeping my heart right, where I can be the the man I need to be first. I saw my boy Frank ask on here because we are live again on the, uh, on they're, they're live. They could ask questions. Say in Frank, the chats. yeah, my boy Frank. What's said, up, uh, Frank? <laughs> he said that his son is going to college. Um, what would be the best advice that you could give him to keep his head down and focus on what he's going? Sports. What is he going to college for? Um, Academics. I, I don't even know. Just I think just yeah. I mean, well, 
I think it's just just for any anybody, bro, especially you know kids that's that's just starting to find their way in life. Don't go to social media looking for validation. Everything you need to be great and to be successful and to make your parents proud is already in you. When you wake up and look in that mirror, everything you need to be great and to be successful and to be who you want to be is already in you. You don't have to get on social media and post a picture or post something on social media for somebody to put a comment to say, yeah, you that, you that, you him. You know what I'm saying? When you believe in yourself first, at first, that's all you need because believing in yourself is going to give you the confidence to go out there and do what you believe you can do. It's going to give you the confidence to go out there and ask those questions. It's going to give you the confidence to go out there and put that extra effort in to be where you want to be or who you want to be. So the first thing is just believing in yourself. Don't think somebody else got to tell you how great you are. Because really, you're not going to get that. Because they'll tell you how great you are just enough where they can be better than you. You know what I'm saying? So always believe in yourself. And everything you need to be great is in you already. Point blank. Mm. Some gems for you there, Frank. You know what I'm saying? And Baron, that's some gems for you right there. Um, What was your stance on everything, getting back to the George Floyd situation, Mm -hmm. with the league? And how they, again, decided to play. There was rumors that maybe you and LeBron didn't see eye to eye with everything. And See, that's false. Okay. Me and LeBron never talked about anything with George that Floyd. That got to be the most annoying thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and LeBron never talked on the phone in life. Right? I don't know why people would even put him in that situation. It has nothing to do with him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like saying? he's somebody people always want to throw his name in the box. Yeah, man. They, and they, and and, and, that, and Take that man out of it. That man had nothing to do with it. I didn't talk to him. And I didn't talk to nobody in the NBA, but I will, I will speak on that because if I'm in the middle of it, right, I'm, being, I'm basically the face of it. Why wouldn't the NBA get behind me and support what I'm doing? Because y'all, the message is not the same. I'm really fighting for equality. I'm really fighting for justice for my friend. They probably were just making it look good so they, so they wouldn't be on the outside looking in like, oh, well, they didn't do it. Right. No, we're going to put it on the court. What is that doing? Putting it on the court. You know what it would have been the best thing to do in just my opinion? Stop basketball completely. They don't want, they're not going to lose all that money. And I guarantee you, if they would have stopped playing in that bubble and said, we're not playing at all, some laws need to change right now. And I know people say they put too much uh, responsibility. responsibility on athletes, but money, when they lose money, they don't want to hurt. They don't, bro. That's the only way to yeah. get to them. They pockets. Mm-hmm. And if they would have said, nope, none of these teams, none of us not playing, trying to figure out some way we can get some laws changed so we can have some equality around this motherfucker. Like if that, that attitude, something would have changed. Yeah. Something because that was too much money they was losing. Too much money. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I'm, I'll give you another example, bro. Because it's come. I told you I'm first team all common sense. Why that. is it coming out that the NBA? was low-key dissing the big three and stopping them from getting sponsored. Mm. Why? So why? But yeah, that's it. That's, that's so unnecessary because you have George Gervin, Gary Payton, Lisa Leslie, uh, Rick Mahorn, Dr. J. You All the coaches in the big three are your Hall of Fame players. Yep. Why wouldn't you support that? Oh, rewind that back. All the players that's playing in it are ex-NBA players. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you support that? Because it's a black man that own it, it's just common sense. You know what I'm saying? You you yeah. should support that. All, you use those same NBA veterans that's coaching these games on all your commercials. 
When y'all go to Africa, y'all bringing all these same coaches that coach the big three. So why wouldn't you support it? Right. But they, but they, they're telling on themselves, dog. You're making it obvious, bro. Show, showing their true colors. Yeah, you're making it obvious, and and then they should be happy because, okay, it's not their fault that players fall on hard times. It's definitely not the NBA fault. They gave these guys a lot of money. We should have invested and did the right thing. But Cube has created another uh, a form of professional basketball where guys that did fall on hard times that can still play can make 100000 in 10 weeks playing basketball. Big. Why wouldn't you support that? Yeah. It's just common sense, bro. It's just common sense. And, and like people don't want to hear that. It ain't rocket science, bro. It's not rocket science. The man is doing something great. I've been riding for year one. And I just, I just think, you know, they got the wrong people making decisions for the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the NBA is a big part of the culture. And yeah. I, we are a big part of the NBA. I don't think they have the right people that knows the culture making the decisions in those times. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm and I'm not and maybe maybe just shutting all the games down might not have been an answer. But that one day, you know what yeah. I'm saying? We all showing up in units and we ain't playing at all. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 I wish that would happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I just looked at it different. Which is I mean, for us to this is something that's going to live on forever. Mm-hmm. This moment, the George Floyd moment, lives on forever. Mm-hmm. And these conversations live on forever. Right. It is, it is true, but man, I'm sure they're they they got a very compelling and convincing story of why you should still play, because that think about it, it's a lot of money, uh, bro. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the only way you get their attention, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way. That's the only yeah. way. And there's too many. Everybody has to be on the same page. And that, I, but that would never happen. I wish it would. I wish you know it mean, would that, too. That's that what never happened. One day it's got to happen, right? That like. We got to be on the same page. Every, everybody, you know, like the world is an ugly place. You know, there's it's a beautiful place and it's an ugly place. There's so much bad shit going on mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And until everybody could take a stand together and say, you know what, like when, when America was attacked, 9-11, right? Like regardless, because there's, there's conspiracies about that. You know, some, I'm, I'm somebody that I like to question the truth, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you saw America stand together. Right for for a small period of time, it was yeah. powerful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody was together as one. Till the, to the truth come out. Yeah. Till the truth come out. Till the truth come out. I I definitely do like seeing uh I like seeing Cube you know being on podcasts more and being more vocal about the situation yeah. and getting the word out there because he's another person that is very hard to catch for an interview. But now he said, you know, I got to step in front of this because, again, it comes down to how will the story be told. If he doesn't come out here and they control the narrative and if he doesn't come out and start controlling the narrative, which he's a very important figure and has the ability to reach a lot of people, they're going to say whatever they want. You know, oh, well, he wasn't doing this and there's the reasons why and this, that and the third. But he's actually coming up and like, listen, powers that may be, they don't want this to be great. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to say this in front of the world because I need y'all support. This is very important. Future athletes, old athletes, you know, Hall of Famers, everybody. Everybody can have fun in this. This is still our sport. Right. Just how you said how the sport and the culture are tied in. And Big Three is a perfect example of that. A big part Why of it. Why wouldn't the NBA want to kind of, you know, boost that up? I mean. And, it, and it's not in competition with the D League, G League. That's right. five on five. This is three on three. Completely mm-hmm. different. <laughs> it's totally different, bro. Completely different. It's not the same. Yeah. And the, but it's common sense, though. We know why he don't. they don't want him to win. How has the big three been like for you? It's been awesome, man. Um, you know, I've, I've connected with so many of my fans that I wouldn't have been able to connect with 
in the NBA with the big three. You know what I'm saying? Because he's 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 having it in the cities where they love basketball, but they never probably never had an NBA team or 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 they probably just wasn't old enough to come see me play. You know what I'm saying? And you got guys like Joe Johnson, you know, you got guys like Al Harrington, you had all these guys that people still wanted to see play. And it gave us the opportunity because I, you know, I was still in basketball shape. That's why I played for the first three years. I still wanted to play basketball on a professional level without going overseas. You know, I wasn't doing it for the money. Yeah. I was doing it because I love to play the game. And uh, it was a lot of guys that do that. But, you know, to go to the other side of it, he is helping a lot of people, bro. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I, I enjoyed it. I want the league to be as big as it is because I know I had a hand there from, from the year one. But I, I seen Cube Vision. I see his I see his vision. I see him and Jeff's vision. They really love the game of basketball, and when they when guys walk away from the game that they love, they want to still see them play. So if you're able to create a league like this, why not do it? Yeah. I think anybody will. I just think Cube was smart enough and had the balls to do it, and it's, and it's been real successful. I just think people got to get off the, you know, when they first came out that Cube was the first black owner of a professional league. Everybody was throwing it on their Instagram. Shout out Q, shout out Q, yeah. shout out Q. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Y'all posting it. But keep. <laughs> no, show up to the yeah, games. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come out to the games. Don't cloud chase and post it because it's going to look good on your page. That's beneficial for you. Show up to the game and actually support him in real time if, if that's what you're going to do. That's real. But everybody's quick to, quick to post it on their page. But, you know, some people showed up. But I, but I know that the culture could show up more for the big three. You know what I'm saying, and I, and, I, and it's been it's been getting good, and I hope it continues to get better. But he definitely needs the people's support because he support a lot of people. Well, you know, we we um, we missed out on the the interview. Best seconds, Q. You know what Q. I mean? Yeah, because we had uh, we already had uh, the date set with Simba. Ah, and, shout uh, out my little bro. That's like you know, and then, then you cool. got your people. out. You know, the Cal- Cali's out there live. Q, yep. Simba, and um. That Cube interview, was and it good. was like to get both of them to get both of them at the same same date. You know what I mean? It was it was tough, and then he ended up going to um, Cameron and Mace, so they got us with uh, that. One. I mean, they beat us too. Shout we, out to them. We had a chance to beat them at it, um, but um, you know, it's one of those conversations I, I was I was dying to have. But oh, yeah. I also I don't I don't I, I don't think we ever did it right. We we've we've never did two interviews in a day. Not in a day. Mm. Yeah. And and it's it's tough for me because you will. we did yeah. four or five in a day. Thank you. You know what's tough is is just just like I'm knock them out. I'm almost exhausted mm. after Put them I'm in the done. Can. For yeah. sure. But I'm almost yeah, exhausted after I'm done because I'm I'm genuinely taking this in. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like I, again, it's for me, it's in like, real time. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel it. So like I'm having this conversation with you, and then when I'm done, I'm I'm talking with my girl. I'm like, damn. Yeah. So much dope shit happened. It's like I got I got to watch it again. I got to see the clips out of there. I'm calling Nova. I'm like Nova. Yo, when he said this with this part of this clip right here, <laughs> let's get that out there right now. You know what I mean? Orlando, what would you think about that? You know what I mean? Brad's got the timestamps coming. Fred's like, "Yo, I'm going to tell you what's going viral right now." I'm gonna, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like it's it's all such a dope process that we got. And having these conversations is so important that I I'm just I love it. No, I, re- I genuinely love this that we have going on. To know, like, damn, the the we 
we got to go to a couple of the big three games. Yeah. Big Mandatory. Yeah, Everybody sure. come out you know support, I mean? man. Um, sure. I wish we would have had the opportunity to sit down and speak with Ice Cube. Not not only for what he's done with the big three, but what he's done throughout his career. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, man. That's a legend. That's, that's also somebody I idolize just because of... No Vaseline. He don't hold. He don't yeah, hold nothing. back. That's one of the you know I mean? hardest disc records, if yeah. not the hardest yeah. disc record ever. Uh, he doesn't hold back for nobody. He is who he is. Ice Cube is who he is. Yep. I love people like that. Yeah, and, and continuing to evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and watching him come into fatherhood too has been cool too. Yep. Like we watching this man's whole life, uh, you know, just happen in front of us. I think I don't. I don't think that's off the table. I think we can make that happen. Absolutely, we'll make that happen. We'll His son shoot movies now. Yeah, crazy. And uh, it, it was funny because I was watching an interview. He was saying uh, he made him earn it. He sent him to school and all. He said, mm-hmm. don't go in there and thinking you got this just because you're my son. You're going to you gonna have to go in there and act, my boy. Mm-hmm. Not and he looks just like him. Just like him. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was kind of wild. He was, he was a perfect person to play. Him. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know because you can mess that up royally. Like, yeah, it's, you it's can. It's easy to mess you stuff can. like that up, too. But it was just... Ice Cube ain't the type of person that's going to raise his son not to know him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, he knew. Like, if you see this right here, you know what I mean? That's, that's, I got to get the one for my daughter, Mm -hmm. right? But that's my son's face right there because that is the most valuable thing to me. And then if you look at the other one, that's my dog that died. You know what I mean? Those things are really always going to be the most important. Oh, you like you like that about your dogs too, huh? Uh, yeah, I got yeah. a big picture of my dog uh, Drama who passed in my yeah. house, man. Uh, yeah, I got his ashes. <laughs> Everybody know Drama, yep. man. Yeah, yep. That that's right family, Roman, man. Yeah, that's family. Man. Thirteen years. Yep. Yeah, wow. that's that's yo losing a dog is rough. That's family, man. Yeah, I mean, well, they, I mean, they, they're more lawyer than human beings. Yeah, it's man. the one thing that you got. Yo, it's the one thing you, 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 you ain't you ain't you ain't chilling with your homeboy holding your homeboy, right? But when your dog comes up for some love, you're like, yeah. come here, little, yeah, you know little boy. That's your boy. That's your son. Yeah, you know what I mean. You and all they got. You yep. got to think about it. You all they got, bro. Yep. Yeah, they come home. There's when you come home, they're surprised just to see you. You know what I mean? They you can let them outside and walk back in. They're excited to see you again. They were only gone. For, they were only gone for fucking two minutes. So if you minutes. if you open my icebox and you know you get meal preps. Yeah, my wife cooks wagyu, carrots, rice, meals for my dog. Yeah. <laughs> dog's living a life. Like I came in the kitchen one day. I look at my plate. I look at his bowl. I'm like, so man, this nigga eating the same shit now. <laughs> You're like, right. Are you're you right. kidding me? That's like, the thing now. You're right. Are we eating the No, I made yours different. I can't tell. <laughs> like, we eating the same thing. But, you know, you you, you get to treat them like your own, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. That's family. It really is. And that's what I mean. Like, my son, when 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 people are authentic, and I like to believe, and I, and I know that the people I keep around me are authentic, right? Your children, when you have your children, they're going to know who you are. And so when, if they went, if they needed to play you in a movie, you better believe they're going to do a good fucking job because, because you've been able to, you've been able to send that message and deliver that message to them. This is daddy. You know what? This is, there's a lot of people. That has to be for Q. Will Smith. And, and yeah. for Will, like just to go, you know, put these people into this world, your kids, not just these people, but putting your kids into the world and be like, ah, that's me, man. Yeah. You laugh like me. You yeah. got that for, you know, hey, the way you slap your knee, that I do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way you snapping in traffic, I do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's got to be the, the craziest thing, the coolest thing. And it's a good thing, too, when you ain't 
living your dream through them. This is what they chose, right? They're making their own path. That's a different mm-hmm. that's, when, that's when it's even more gratifying. You know what I mean? Wow. They're doing it on their own. Shout out to Will Smith, too, because you mentioned that name. Will, I just want you to know that that's you're still, homie. I don't care what people are saying out there in the world about you. You are a absolute legend to Come me. On. Everything you've done is something that is that a lot of us grown men idolize. I don't care what they're saying about you out there. <laughs> I ain't buying it. Will Smith is a legend. You know, when Will Smith started getting his flowers, it seems like they tried to take it away from him. Nah, right Will away. Smith deserves all the flowers nah. in the world. That's somebody, that's a fresh Prince of Bel Air. We you gave him I mean? all that's the flowers when yeah. we had him on the show, man. Yeah, Will, Will, Will Smith was a legend. He a goat, man. How was that one? I mean, it's one of the ones that we hold tight. You know, that was the first interview since the Chris Rock thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Congrats. You know I mean? So that was, that was huge for us, and. Just a you know, he, he matter of fact, that was viewed, but he had us come to Westbrook Studios and he did a private screening for me and Matt of Emancipation because it came out the day we interviewed. Oh, him. wow! So, just all that whole that whole shit yeah, was yeah, blew out mind, yeah, yeah dog. Like, we'll fucking with us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we'll fucking with us. So, it's you know, just just like you said, it's like MJ walking in, like Jordan walking in the room, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Will Smith, like, and and uh, his company's doing my documentary in my life. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's called The Second Half, which is cool. So I just get a chance to meet him and say thank you for all that type of stuff. It was, I was in awe, because like I said, I grew up watching Fresh Prince. I watch all the movies. I know who Will Smith is. Yeah, like, man. I just love Jada Pickett just as much he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I get it, you know what I'm saying? But nah, anytime you can get a guy of that caliber on your show, like, what can you say? You know what I mean? Absolutely. You've had some greats on there, man. Blessed, man. Crazy. Ellen. Yeah. Crazy, you know. That's you always got to shout out to people that are Fred. Shout oh no, nah, you got you got to give love, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Man, come on, man. Give always respect when respect is due, man. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it is that that is, again. I can't tell you how many conversations Fred presents to me, <laughs> and it's just like there's there's times where I'm I'm arguing with this dude on the phone. What what do you mean you don't want to interview with this person? I'm like I just don't want to do it. it it's not yeah. it's not me. You know me. You and I had some uh, pretty famous names come across and. And it's just like, nah, I can't interview somebody. I don't, I don't, I don't like their I, character. I don't want to co-sign you know what for mean? everybody. Like, yeah, man. you might be the most real person in the nation, and you might have all these crazy stuff, but like, but you beat your woman. Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. nah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, fee- I don't find this no way. Yeah, that's no go. That's a no. Yeah, go. you know what I mean? Like for me, it's like okay, there's no fascination in the in it, and for and. And while I'm looking at you, I don't want to get to know yeah, you yeah, thinking yeah. about it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't want to get to know. It's not going to go yeah. so smoothly. And we tried, there's we, well documented, <laughs> there's probably like two or three interviews that we had of people that, you know, not not necessarily that we had an issue with, but it weren't really fascinating people, you know, because you, you come up and uh, and I'm sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> you going to rap? Right. Like, we can rap we or can something. Did you right want to rap right here? You want to put the lyrics on the screen for you? You know what I mean? Like some people did some wild shit that I'm like, this ain't me. I'm authentic. I want to be, I'm, I'll try for you. You wanted to make it look better. They said there was going to be a look this early on. Okay, we'll see. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you're 40 minutes into the interview and you're like, man, this person fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like this shit is terrible. Bro. I don't That's care real. about none of this shit. Cut. Yeah, you know I what I mean? I mean, bro, the goal, my main goal when we have a guest is to highlight the guest as as a host, as a you know whatever you want to call That's this. How it role, should be. We want to highlight the guest, whatever you're promoting. We want to help you promote that, whatever your story is. Let's let's talk. Let's get into it. But if you out here living foul and doing bad business and doing, I don't want to highlight that. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't care if you bring us views and, and we can cross platform and all this great stuff. But if you not somebody that we really want to mess with, why do I want to have a conversation with you? I wouldn't do it in the real world. I right. wouldn't want to share a meal with you. So right. I don't want to sit here and talk to you for two, three hours and fake the funk like I'm really yeah, rocking nah, with you. Yeah, I ain't doing that. Now I, I, now, doing now that. I got to fake dap you up and like, I don't want to do all that, man. And it's going to come across on the camera and yeah. people are going to see like, yo, they wasn't really rocking with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Why would we put ourselves in that type of situation? And and also highlight human being behind it all. You know, Charleston White, when he was up here the other day, said something dope about why he fucks with us so much. Um, you know, I, we fuck with Charleston, right? Like there's <laughs> a lot of people don't, and that's okay. Um, but we 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 were able to capture a side of Charleston the first time we interviewed with him that, you know, even before we went live on air, we're kicking it with him. And he's like, there's a character and there's a person to Charleston. I'm really blue. Like, that's what people know me by. Mm-hmm. I've been doing, um, I've been trying to, you know, lead movements for a long time, but nobody was listening to me. And one time I said something crazy, everybody listened. And I knew now that I'll say the craziest thing. They'll start listening, and then I get this window to leave a message to them. And then they stop listening again. I'll just say something else crazy again, and then I'll get a leave. I'll get a window to say a dope message to him. You know what I mean? And 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 when he 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 does say a lot of dope shit, and he's talking about what he said he loved about um, our show and why he comes up here was we're able to separate the character from you know we're, 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 the we'll separate person. the character and let the human be here. You know, so the human, because he was like, you know, you got you got all these wrestlers. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, wrestling fake. They don't want to wrestle all the time. You know what I mean? And so when they're on an interview and you think about the interview, how's it going? Uh, is it is it Steven Jackson, the basketball player, Steven Jackson, the the yeah. the media personality, or is it Steven Jackson? You know? It's just Steven Jackson. Yeah. That's it. Well, we know that about you. Yeah, that's just, why for yeah, me yeah. it was an immediate yes. I'm like Fred. Yeah, that's yeah. that's somebody that's gonna talk his shit. That is authentic. That would that isn't gonna be that uncomfortable situation where it was like, well, how do you feel about this? Nah, not you me. You talking about yeah. anything? It's a, it's a famous saying that I I was such and such years old when I realized that I was showing up that everybody was was living life in costume and I was showing up mm-hmm. as my real self. <laughs> You've been showing up your, as your real self My your whole, whole life. I don't know yeah. how to be nothing else, dog. I don't know how to be nothing else. You see how solid I am. I ain't say nothing bad about Charleston White. He had a lot <laughs> yeah, of bad things to say right. about George in the past. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we had that's our right. words. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't. I, you don't gain nothing from demeaning nobody, dog. Yeah, I wish absolutely. him the best. He get he getting this. Is he getting his, his love and and he getting his uh, videos? He making a little noise doing his thing. Everybody got their own lane. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> he said some dope shit the other day when he was talking about George Floyd. When he was on our podcast, he was he he made a very oh, interesting yeah. and controversial statement. Oh yeah, remember and, that? Yeah, and he said uh, that that shit went viral all over the world. He was saying um, I asked him about his opinion about Israel and Palestine, mm-hmm. and he got into talking about Hamas, and he was like, um, "Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. He I said heard we that. are." And he and he was saying he was like when when when. When 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 black people were upset about what happened with George Floyd, and we finally decided to stand up and we started to fucking shit up, we are the Hamas. I disagree. I, that's why. Yeah, I, that's I totally, why I bring I it totally up. Disagree with that because 
I'm never going to stand with nothing that's killing children and innocent people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Regardless who doing it. First I'm never all. standing on that side. So I would, and, and, and no, we weren't that. We weren't that. We was not that. We weren't nowhere close to that. We were people of all races who want equality, who want all to be treated the same. It was more black people. And it was, it was no, let, me, let me stop. It was people of all races out there fighting for one cause, and that's for, for everybody to be equal, for justice, for us to rip the Constitution up and have somebody from every race represented so, so everybody can have an equal say-so in what go on in the United States. That's what we were doing. We were not, we were not Hamas. We were nothing like that. And I'm Muslim, you know what I'm saying? I, and I, I pray constantly for my people in Palestine. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I, I, I hate to see all these children and stuff get sure. murdered. You know what I'm saying? On but, either side. But just, but just... you know, but but and I and I, I can say that because I am Muslim, but I also also can say that you would have never heard of me or know who I am. I never get an opportunity in life to play basketball with a 16 year old Jewish kid named Josh Josh Pastner didn't drive to my city and give me an opportunity to play on this AAU team. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I know I'm the I am will be a great spokesperson for equality and for equal for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I started something, love for all who have love for all. And I put every fist of every color emoji on my page when I post it. But I put only the righteous. Because if you righteous, you love everybody regardless of what they look like, how they sell, what they mm. how they dress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what righteous is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not about nothing else, how you look, what you believe in, none of that. You choose to do what you want to do, but long as you righteous, long as you're not demeaning, long as you have no hate in your blood for somebody else for no reason, right? That's what I was. So I can I cannot agree with that statement mm -hmm. that he made. You know what I'm saying? He he has the right to to uh speak his mind, but I totally disagree with that statement. Absolutely. And that's why I bring things like that that up yeah. because I know you're such an outspoken person and you have you got great insight on life. You know what I mean? Like if if you're somebody in my circle, I'm definitely calling you for a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to hey, get yo, because stat, I'm man, not, let me run this I, by you. I'm not I'm not somebody that'll <laughs> pretend. I don't know it all. I'm okay with that though. And you know, like and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm fine with that too. And I think a lot of people know me as a know it all, but I'll do this. <laughs> if I don't know it all, first off, if we're having a debate back and forth, I'm gonna switch the topic. And after we're done, I'm gonna call somebody that does know it all and I'm gonna pick their ear and I'm, you know, about this specific situation, I'm gonna pick their ear and I'm gonna learn, I'm, I'm gonna obtain the knowledge off of that because that is how I've grown throughout my life. You know, when I dropped out of high school, and I got my GED, I always, like, I had this dream and this, a nightmare that I was always going to be dumb, you know, because of the, because of what you're taught coming up in life. Like, you know, you got you to learn it this way. You know what I mean? I, I felt different. I, throughout school, I felt, I always felt I was more wise. You know, I felt like the, a lot of the stuff that I was learning in school, I, I'm, the, you know, this is never going to apply to me. I don't care for it. I'm different. I grew up the east side of Buffalo, New York. Where Conway the Machine and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and Benny the Butcher are from. And I grew up different. You know, I grew up, there's five siblings. I'm taking care of my, we're taking care of each other. We defend each other. You know what I mean? We protect our mom. You know, when, when crazy shit was going down, you know, you couldn't really depend on the cops in those neighborhoods. It was, right. it was us for ourselves. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We were, we were the Hispanic family on the block, Puerto Rican and Dominican. And there was maybe one white family. You know what I mean? And and throughout this entire neighborhood. I, I Honestly, I, I say it all the time. I grew up racist towards white people. I, I, I went to a school called MLK. Um, 
And I, I learned that white people are the devil. You know, I'm, this is 19, you know, 85, 1990, you know, when, when I'm, I'm starting to obtain information and I'm learning about MLK. You don't think that that was super bothersome to me, watching these videos every day of how they treated MLK? I mm-hmm. idolized MLK. And, you know, growing up in that neighborhood, um, I learned a lot about life early on. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to develop and grow up. And, and, and I guess what, I, what what really bothers me about the world right now is, you know, everybody does have their own opinion. Their own opinion is okay. You could tell that you're somebody that you could learn a lot from. Got to be open to learn from people. Mm-hmm. What bothers me about the world today is they'll stick to these beliefs that certain things don't exist. Racism doesn't exist because they don't see it. Or right. they don't feel it, but it doesn't mean it's not out there in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll have these conversations with people, but they're unwilling to call stack up or they're un- they don't, they're unwilling to call somebody else or have a conversation with somebody else and say, you know what? You might know better than me in this situation. And I respect your opinion and I respect your views. I want to learn a little bit from you and I want to learn a little bit from you and I want to learn a little bit from Cato. You know what I mean? And, and I, and I want to, I want to improve my knowledge on these situations. A lot of people stay completely stuck to where they are Mm -hmm. and the knowledge they have about a situation. And they will argue with you to the death and act like they figured it out and they, they know it. I'm I'm Muslim and Julian, Julian Edelman is Jewish. And we talk all the time. That's one of my close friends, you know what I'm saying? And neither, you know, both of us feel certain ways, you know, about our people and nothing, but we talk and we, we love each other. We don't both, neither one of us totally understand what's going on, you know, and out there and, and the history of it. I'm not no uh, historian why I know everything. That's why right. I just don't come out and speak on stuff. Things been going on longer than a lot of people and everybody just jump out there saying things. Now, you don't have to be a historian to have a heart mm. to there feel for people and to see people just getting murdered. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be a human being. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, just, it's just people, it's just people need to, need to really take time to, to like you say, listen, but to yeah. also um, educate themselves before they just start talking and, and saying yeah. stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because that could cause more confusion, right? It does. You know what I'm saying? It People does. just speaking out of emotion and not knowing no facts. Yeah, yeah. like that's 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 that that can cause more problems. It does. I I I mean, man, I love to think and operate on the idea that everybody is entitled to their own opinion, right? I believe that is true. I don't believe everybody needs to share their opinion. Right. Okay. Cause I, I can't speak for either one of those sides right. in that specific scenario. Right. I, I can't speak to either one. I know what's right and wrong. And none of us are but, there. Yeah. Exactly. So what, what do I, what say do I have to be like, this person should be doing in these. And, that, 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 and if I do, it should be a closed door conversation. It's not necessarily something that I need to, put on my Facebook profile mm-hmm. picture and you know, these flags and that flags and all this. If, if you are uninformed, just don't speak on it or mm-hmm. rather, you know, seek information, seek, seek an understanding if that's the case. And then maybe speak on it once you have a full understanding, but to just jump out there and, you know, blindly co-sign for anybody is just insane to me, especially in this day and age. Everybody has a voice. Let me say that too. Everybody yeah. has a voice. Just make sure you're using it in the right way. You know what I'm saying? And, your voice matter. Your voice matter. Your voice matter. The person that working in the grocery store, they they voice matter just as much as mine because we all a part of the human race. You know what I'm saying? We all should we all should have an opinion on how we live and how we treat each other. 
right? But then again, it goes back to common sense. We know what's right and wrong. We know how to say hello, yes, ma'am. Uh, how you doing? We know how to do all these things. People just don't do them, maybe because they feel it's not necessary, or maybe because it don't. It's not beneficial to them. But you're not doing it for you. That's just like when you apologize to somebody. You're not apologizing for them. You apologize so you can get it off your chest and you can feel better <laughs> about what you did. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People don't understand that. They think, well, when I'm apologizing, I'm apologizing for, for the other person. No, you apologize for yourself yeah. because you did them wrong and you holding on to something that you need to let out. And the only way you can let it out or, or, or move on from it is by apologizing to the person you wrong. It's just Deep. common sense, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, for, I forget the quote, but uh, it was something along those lines. It was like, you know, people need to be more selfish. And initially, that sounds a little crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, don't be selfish. Don't be so selfish. Well, be more selfish. And one of the most selfish things you can do is being selfless, doing things mm -hmm. for other people. Because who does that make happy and who does that make feel whole and fulfilled? You. you. Yep. You get so much joy. And you try it sometime if you haven't tried it, if right. you don't believe it. But do something for somebody else and see how good you feel. Okay? So the most selfish thing you can do is be selfless. So everybody could be a little more selfish. Big you know facts. what I mean? Because you're right. I'm the same way. And that's something that I had to learn very early. Like, I'm not here to carry that burden. So let me go ahead and say sorry and, and, and right my wrong. So I don't have to carry that shit around. Because right. it gets what you, what what is it, what you choose not to carry today, you got to carry tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So by me not fixing my relationships here and not making sure that this situation ended the right way, and I got to carry all that. No, I'm not here to carry all that strife, all that, all that bullshit. No, yep. that's not my burden to carry. Let me go ahead and settle my debts and be a little more selfish and you know, try to do right by as many people as possible. It'll, it'll if, end your if you life. hold on to it, it'll hinder your future relationships. Yeah. Because you're so holding on to what happened to you in the past and being scarred, you can't open up to accept what you've really been looking for. You know what I'm saying? And I've been there. I've been there. I've, I've been that person. You know what I'm saying? Holding other people accountable for what other people done to me. And really missing out on something that God has put in my face that I've been looking for this whole time. Tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and most people won't even admit that. I, I have no problem with admitting it. You know what I'm saying? Because people want to be perfect. I know I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? It's been a lot of things that God that, that put in my life that now I see today, damn. That's why. You know what I'm saying? I let that one get away, God. Not the next one, but I, I see it. I, I, I understand. I take heed of it. I admit it. But I won't let it get away next time. <laughs> yeah. I made too many of those mistakes. Yeah. You yeah, know? I mean. But, I, but you like, had to make them to learn, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of us got to bump our heads three or four times. And we saved those true. other people. Yeah, from us at those times, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Like, they, like a lot of the times, that version of us wasn't a good version of us, and the and the people they they were so good to us, those people that we had, and we were taking it for granted that it was better for them to be let loose of what we were causing right. in their lives. You know what I mean? It's okay, yeah. and that that is that that's where you become great because you're like you, I can't fuck that up again. Mm -hmm. You know, you better lose yourself in the moment. Nah, yeah, you might moment not get that back. Got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You better never let it go. Well, that's one thing about life, too, man. You just start to realize that there are there is a pattern to this. Things kind of do happen, and they do kind of repeat. So you should greet these these moments, these moments of hardship. You should greet them openly because once you know how to handle that situation, the next time it comes around, oh, we've been here, done that. Mm -hmm. The same thing with like like you know preparing for the big game. If 
You go through the motions. You prepare yourself the way you need to. When that moment comes, you are prepared to handle that. Yep. You know, if you if you do the work, if you go through what you need to go through and get through the suck, pause, you're going to be that much better for it on the end when, when you actually meet that strife in person. And that's just how you got to do it. So take on that strife, you know, head on. Hey, it is what it is. But just know next time it's not going to be as difficult. You're not going to struggle. It's not going to hit you as hard. Experience is the best teacher. Hey. By far. I like what you said. What you said? I'm I'm first string all team. Uh, first, team all, first team all common sense. <laughs> yeah. First team all common sense. First team all common sense. You're playing in my head. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. They try to make everything rocket science, man. It ain't, man. Yeah, yeah common sense is the most important sense to have. That wisdom. Wisdom is important to have. You know, you went, um, you've you've had all your moments um, in front of the world because of who you are. You visited Old Block, mm-hmm. and that was a controversial mm-hmm. uh, time for you. You uh, to visit was it Time Money? Was it, was it you? Fit, no, was see, a they, don't, they don't even know the story. Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know him when I went there. Okay. So uh, Will Bynum is from Chicago. Um, we were in Chicago for Big Three. We had our games. It was the last night we were leaving the next day. We were all hanging out, drinking, having a good time. One of his friends uh, was with was with us, was said something about O-Block talking to us. I'm like, man, take me to O-Block. Like, man, wait, tell you, you don't want to go. Man, take me to O-Block. I want to go right now. But it's not, but man, listen, man, the earth my turf. Yeah. Nobody wanted to take me. Man, take me to O-Block, man. They gonna love seeing me there. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you no know, NBA players don't pull up on them at 3, 4 in the morning with all their jewelry on. They're going to love it. Trust me. I'm from this. <laughs> right. So they loved it. Of course. They loved it. And, you know, people are like, oh, he diggy hard. Bro, I went to O Block. And let me tell you, everybody there loved the fact that I showed up and took the time to come to their neighborhood because yeah. it's got such a bad name. Right. And I know where I'm from. If I was a kid... And a bas- professional basketball player came to my hometown and, and we was able to see him in real time as a kid. Big. I would have knew that I could really make it. It's real. This man is in my hometown, right? Mm-hmm. And you speak about Ty Moona. I didn't know him. When I got there, God put him on my side. As soon as I got there, he was like, you want me to roll your weed? For? Like, he, he, just, he was just trying to help me make sure I was comfortable. Yeah, like, I got sure you. I'm, I'm going to make sure you straight. Like, he just stayed on my hip. I didn't know nothing about him. Did it, that he rapped nothing. Uh, he 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 stayed so solid for the couple of hours I was there. I was there. I took his number. I said, "Bro, stay in contact. I want to help you." You know what I'm saying? Because I, I see how you know. I see. Word. I know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? I know it's a better life out here for you, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm telling him. So we we exchanged contacts, and you know, um, we talked every now and then while I was sending him money for studio time. You know what I'm saying? Him and his other homeboy because he wanted to rap. You know, I, I kept telling him. You know, I'm not really into. Here to help to fund your rap your rap career, you know what I'm saying. I want to fly you out, you know what I'm saying. Get you out to all the smoke sets, see where I can get you a job or something. Try to help you see something different and help your family, you know what I'm saying. And that was my whole thing. That's that's all I kept telling him about to the point where even on Instagram, I got on Instagram and sent a a, a a text out, a post out just to see if somebody could help me help him get an ID in Chicago. Because I was trying to get him yeah. so he can fly out, so I can get him out of that situation. Better situation. And during that process, uh, he ends up getting shot. You know what I mean? And and that's why you don't listen to people, dog. I'm the one sending him money while he's in the hospital. I'm the one sending his mama money, his auntie money, whoever he told me to send money to. I spoke to his dad. Like, bro, I don't know this kid. 
from a pan of ca- yeah. from a from a can of paint. I don't right. owe him nothing, but I'm doing this out the kindness of my heart. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm just a real one, and I want to see. You know, I see something in this kid, and uh, he heals up. I'm helping him out, and um, he ends up getting picked up for, on on a murder case. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. I don't. I I, I pray to God he 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 he, uh, he didn't do it, but I can't still support him in that situation. Because if he if he, if it turns out that it is that he is guilty, then I'm like I'm you know what I'm saying, and I don't support that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That and that was my whole reason for trying to get him to avoid that from happening. You know what I'm saying. He didn't he didn't see what I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying. He was happy with getting money from him, being around his homeboys, and going rap. But it's it's tough in Chicago, man. It's tough, and I was trying to help him get out of that situation and avoid the situation he's in now. And I still pray for him. You know, I haven't talked to him yeah. since he since he's been arrested and nothing like that. But I'm still praying for him. I wish him the best. But I can't be a part of supporting something like that. Now, if, if he if he if he comes out and he had nothing to do with it, he out of jail. Yeah, I'm back helping him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he got to take care of that. I can't be a part of that. Absolutely, it's mine. Which you which you can't nobody blame you for. Right. You know what right. I mean? They can't blame you for pulling up on O Black if nobody sees how dope that is. You know what <laughs> I mean? No, it doesn't because everybody had a problem, but the people at O Block. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, said, that's how that goes, man. And they didn't say nothing about a couple months later when they had a big toy drive at O Block, how I donated to the toy drive. You know what I'm saying? All that. So it's, you can't really pay attention to people. Everybody got something to say on the outside looking in. That's why it's mandatory that we have shows like this to control your own narrative. Oh, absolutely. I like that Sweet theme, bro. man. Welcome to the Dancer that's, Project. That's Make very... sure you hit that like and subscribe right button, too. Now. No, but it's a very... Uh, Underrepresented, uh, underutilized theme, controlling your own narrative. I don't mm-hmm. think people understand what that means. I don't mean that you could just because people control their own narrative in the wrong way. You know, posting up money pictures yeah, and yeah. you know this, that, and all Selling that. Hope. They in the hope dealing. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's important for you to to speak your piece and, and speak your truth. At that, this this is something that we didn't always have. And mm-hmm. with great power comes great responsibility. So you got to be conscious of what you're putting out there. Yeah. You know, even if you're not in the limelight or known for anything big, you're not like a figure or anything like that. You just as a regular person, you got to be conscious of what you're putting out there. Yeah. You know, how you're being perceived. Who's going to, how will the story be told? Right. How will the story be told? Yo, it's crucial, man. I'll get to that though. How will the story be told, bro? 100%. This internet shit is crazy. You had a story that is uh, pretty amazing about uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And him and practicing with the second string. Yeah. MJ Walk special, man. MJ special. Uh, I definitely, like, we heard a lot of dope stories. We ain't hear no Michael Jackson MJ. stories. <laughs> or Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? Because we had heard a, a Tupac and a Michael Jackson one. We ain't hear no uh, Michael Jordan story. This is the, the actual GOAT. We were not playing well at the time. And... He knew just what to do. We didn't know what he was doing. He showed up at practice one day, and um, he walked in. Y'all ain't been doing shit. Make sure y'all probably, you know, just just picking with me, picking with Gerald, you know, <laughs> just saying stuff, just, you know. But he ain't joking. This is he's the owner. He's the owner. Yeah. He dead ass. Like he ain't joking at all to the point where, give me, give me your jersey. Lace his shoes up. Get out. Get out the way. And jumps on the second team. Oh man. Talking cash shit. I'm talking about cash cat. He not really just scoring points, but the aura and the person he is, 
he didn't put the MJ confidence into everybody on the second team. They hitting all kind of shots, but you know what I'm saying? They just busting our ass, right? To the point where they don't win the game, but they doing all kind of crazy stuff. We end up winning the game, you know what I'm saying? So I'm talking my trash to him. He get to telling me about all this shoe. I take his shoes off because you know I was sponsored sponsor by Jordan. Take my shoes off and all the banners I got and what yeah. I done and what I done. He cursed me. I'm like, man, that was a long time ago. You can't do that shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, I'm just talking shit to him, but he airing me out, bro. I'm talking about to the point where I feel this big. This is MJ, right? He ain't got to yeah, say yeah, much. All you got to do is stand there. This is Jordan, nigga. You know what I yeah. mean? To the point where we got in the locker room, you know, especially me and Gerald, that shit resonated to us. Like, you know, if MJ saying we ain't doing what the fuck we supposed to do, we might not do, be doing it. We know. We not. Yeah. Ain't no mic to it. We not. Mm. Come back out, make a run. Get the um, Bobcats to the playoffs for the first time. So he knew what he was doing, and it worked. It worked, you know what I'm saying? But MJ at 50 years old still has the the what's the word I'm looking for? Not command, but like the he has the glow on him, and just that, and just that um, the aura of him being the goat. He can just stand there and say things, you know what I'm saying, to get people. Playing hard or, or, or to get them to look at themselves and to be better. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. enjoying saying it. Like, it definitely resonated to me and, uh, me and Gerald Wallace. And that's who he really was talking to. Yeah. He wasn't talking to the role players. He wasn't talking to nobody. He was really talking to me and Gerald. And um, he loved me more from that moment. Even though I talked so much <laughs> shit because I was the only one going back at him. Yeah. He loved that. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why he loved me to this day. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I, w- I I didn't I was able to go back go, go back at him without being disrespectful. Because yeah. you know you my idol. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it was a great story. But only a guy like Mike could come in and put the skill of him into four other guys that would never hit a shot like that again in their whole life. But Mike did it. Yeah. For that passion out of you, Mike yeah. Jordan, the glow, the glow. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah the glow. It's, it's it's a real thing. I, I'll never forget uh, when I had caught a case. And um, I was on pretrial, and I was I got a job as a valet driver and as a bartender. And so, like, there's all these rich people in these rooms, and I'm bartending. I still got high as hell. I'm not gonna front. You know what I mean? So I still yeah. cheated the drug test and everything to get out. But when I was, um, I'll never forget looking at somebody talk, speak to a room full of people. You know, somebody famous in in the legal field, right? Because they're, they're they're like all rich, you know, the rich white people having a conversation, your attorneys, the DA, you know what I mean? And there's somebody having a conversation and speaking to everybody. And I, I swear this motherfucker was glowing. And everybody was just stuck on him. And I'm like, this there's really a glow around certain people. I like I, I feel yeah. it. No, it is. I went the to the aura. Jay-Z concert uh, months later with with um, Mary J. It's high as hell. I'm watching them, and I'm like, for me, these motherfuckers are glowing. Yeah, yeah. They're gl- like Jay Z's glowing. There's there's those people that have come across, um, in our lives that we look at. You know, you're Michael Jordan. There's a glow to that, and it's it's starting to what, what you're doing right now. All the smoke, you you speaking to people. That's why I asked you. I said, you know, which one out of the two was more rewarding? I feel like 
it's got to be super dope for you to walk away at walk out of a conversation knowing that you touched that person's life because you're glowing. Appreciate it, you know bro. what I'm saying? You don't know you do it all the time, but that is definitely the aim. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm shit. I want the same for people I talk to. I want to leave with a jewel. I want to leave, you know what I'm saying, more educated than I was before I sat down with sure. that person. I want to know something different. I want to have a jewel that I can go share with my child or share with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? That that might need that. You're right. So you 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 could be doing it, but you might not know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you might be just sitting there trying to absorb stuff on your own. Now you and you and Matt Barnes have like a crazy ass dynamic. Matt Barnes. Tried my boy with the Kobe, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And Kobe <laughs> fell in love with him after that. Matt, Matt Barnes, like, I like Matt Barnes for the Derek Fisher story, yeah. right? Like, like <laughs> it was only fifteen minutes. It wasn't four hours. Yeah. It was a fifteen minute four drive hours. and a fifteen minute oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was back home smoking in thirty minutes. So, so if 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 Derek Fisher was whooping him, you're there. <laughs> Derek Fisher's getting whooped. Well, let me hypothetical say, situation. Let me, let me, let me <laughs> say, yeah, they, they cool yeah, now. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. They, they cool yeah. now. Derek is coaching his sons. So let me tell you something okay. funny. So when Matt, when we first started the show, Matt kept bringing it up and talking about how they cool. And I'm, I'm like, man, fuck that. It's beef forever. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, nah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't, Matt didn't look at me in my eyes and said it so many times, bro, we good, bro. We good. He coaching my sons. Like, and you know, he, he actually coaches sons. Uh, they go to this, uh, the, the high school that uh, he coaches at. So like I had to let it go, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. if you ain't mad, yeah. yeah what right, I, and I'm shit. that type of person. Like nah, we beef for, forever. <laughs> yeah. but nah, nah, I we am. all grown now, man. I'm definitely that shout person. Out, shout out D Fish though. It's I'm, it's certain people that is like, if you ain't mad, I'm mad for you. They ain't gonna yeah, try yeah, us yeah, like yeah. that. And I'm always that. I'm growing. I'm <laughs> yeah. growing. God ain't throwing me. I'm yet. still I'm bitter. I'm still like <laughs> I'm like I'm 38 now, but like <laughs> I, like some people I'm kind of cool with now, like because it was forced upon me. Like even then, I'll still call my boy up. Oh, you know, I still think he's a bitch, though. Right? Yeah, no, you know no, what no, I mean. No, no, no. It is what it is, but you know what I mean. So for for me, and, and this is unrelated to the, the Fisher and Barnes situation, but for me, I always thought it was cool to bully the bullies. Mm-hmm. So if I see somebody that's doing wrong, and you doing that, you bringing that to my crib, to my turf, to one of my homies, or somebody that I rock with, if it's a, a younger dude or a, you know whatever it is. I'm gonna say, well, just because they ain't gonna speak up, I'm gonna speak up. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they acting like they not mad right now, but trust me, oh boy, you hurt some feelings. So now you gotta now you gotta deal with me. Mm-hmm. You the bully, I'm bullying you. Mm-hmm. All right. Like mm-hmm. to me, that was the, the flyest shit ever. One thing I always loved too, like being in high school, I've always been able to be cool with different groups of people, the band crew and the football players and yeah. the volleyball and the wrestlers and the track and the, you know, geek club, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I'm cool with everybody. So I see one of my fellow teammates. Bothering one of the band nerds, geeks, or whatever, or the flag twirlers, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, homeboy, oh that's not cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. let me, hold on, bro. I have the power to, to intervene. Let me, let me save that person right there. Like, hold on, bro. That, what you're doing isn't cool right now. That's always been the fly shit to me, always. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, if my homie in the club and somebody punk him, and even if he ain't bothered, I'm mad for you. Yeah, they ain't gonna do us yeah. like that. He ain't gotta answer the question. Yeah. I, I just asked the question just to ask it so they can hear it. <laughs> we already know that he's beating the shit out of Derek Fisher. Cut it out. He ain't, he ain't watching it. We we already saw an example of what happens, and I love that. Like yo, I I, I I'm notorious for saying this thing that I said on a few of these podcasts. If my girl's getting her ass whooped, either we're jumping whoever's beating her ass 
or we're both getting our ass whooped. <laughs> it ain't no way other way around it. If it's my sister, I don't give a damn. The only way my wife getting or my sister or my mom is getting their ass whipped and I'm there is I'm I'm unconscious or I'm dead already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only yeah. way. Yeah, it's not happening. Not I happening. don't care. I'm like, you happy. put me in jail. I don't, like, aren't those right. the things that we're supposed to protect the most? So, like, like some people, you know, it's, it's funny. My girl, the other day, we went to this uh, playhouse, and I ordered food real quick. You know, I ran to the car, you know, because I got the Wi-Fi in the car. I did a little work. Um, I come in, and I order food. And she comes over there, because I was like, hey, the, the fries are here. Come, come eat. And she's like, you know, there was this kid that was, like, jumping all over Michael. My son's 18 months. Wait, hold on. Just, mm-hmm. just to be clear, playhouse. Yeah, it's like a little indoor. It's like an indoor park. Yeah, uh, okay, not the okay, not the okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I wasn't there. I, I was not there. What the <laughs> hell? Where do we get? I don't there? know if you know this, <laughs> but a, a well-known strip club around here is called yeah, Playhouse. Nah, nah. nah. So, whoa, okay, whoa, I just had. Wait, you, you whoa, said the fries came no. out. I was sorry, <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. I'm sorry. Act, well, we found out some more about you, Kato. <laughs> My bad. You know what I mean? Do you want to go there after this? Is that what? Is that what's going? On? Are we going to? You know what I mean? Finish the story. Yeah, finish the story. <laughs> nah. So like, she's telling me she's like, uh, the kid kept jumping on him, and I think he might have hit him in the eye with his elbow. I don't know. And I'm like, what? What did you do? You know what I mean? My, like, I immediately go into protective mode, and that's what mm-hmm. we are as men. Like when you when you're, you know what I mean? And I'm like, nah. Like I was like, he? Uh, did you did you pull him off? She was like, yeah. You know, I told him to stop. I was like, how did he did it again? You know what I mean? So now I'm like, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> you know though, what I mean? Man. It is. It is. But I'm, I'm he's 18. He's 18 months, and I'm new to this. I'm not. I'm not like a professional. All right. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, where's where's this kid? At? Show me the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, but, but in my like, my blood was boiling, and I'm feeling like if he does that in front of me, you know what I mean? A shopping cart's gonna run into him. That little fake shopping <laughs> yeah. cart that's in there. You know what I mean? Because this is this is everything we care about, and there's people out there. You mean to tell me that somebody will watch their woman get whooped? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, but I, I I'm here to protect everything that I'm around. I got uh, there's there's five of us. You know, five siblings. There's my older brother and three of my sisters. My sister had a problem in school. Shit, I don't I don't care who this girl was. Good. The great thing is my sisters were able to defend themselves because we all used to whoop each other's asses. Like my, my older sister used to beat the hell out of me back in the day, right? Um, so they all were able to defend themselves. But there's been times where I've been around my girl and she, she didn't fare so well and I had to cheat, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to help her out. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you got to protect your own. I, I never, I, you, you could tell that if, if that's who you are. You got, you got siblings. Yeah. Yeah. It's me and, it's me and my sister now. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you always are overprotective of your siblings. Yeah. Gotta yeah. be, man. Even when you're mad as hell. It's just them. us. And there's nobody that you get more mad at than your siblings. Mm-mm. Coming up especially, you know what I'm saying? But in a drop of a dime, I'm there. You're teaming up. Come on. That's how I should be. I, I mean, I bro, I'm not that old, but... I caught the last wind of that generation where if we rode together, we yeah. here together. Mm-hmm. I don't know who them other, I know you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we all got to get home the same way. Same, same way, way we came. Left, yeah. yeah. Or else the rest of the neighborhood gonna, ain't going to hear, you know, I got to hear from yeah. them about it. How you let such and such get jumped like that, get whooped like that, get, uh, uh, uh. where was you? <laughs> just, I so, just, I love my people. 
I love them. Yeah. And 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 you know, like when I think about back home, I I just recently went back to Buffalo because I don't be going there that much. So listen, I don't fuck with the Miami Dolphins. All right. <laughs> but I like Miami in South Florida a lot more than I do Buffalo. I love y'all, <laughs> but it's a lot warmer over here and it's nicer over here. And the women are prettier over here. Mm-hmm. The views are the views are the views are a lot better out here. You know what I mean? Like I'm all right. Like you know what I mean? My girl looks good. You know my children are fucking happy every goddamn day. Life is good. Money's good out here too. You know what I mean? It's not snowing. It's not negative thirty eight degrees. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a reason why Buffalo, New York doesn't have a basketball team anymore because ain't nobody trying to go over there to play no damn basketball. You know what I'm saying? But That's, I actually wanted to ask you that. As far as like, um, you know, outside of the association in the league, what was the best city to be in it while you were playing there? Like the best fan base, fan group. Hey, not even close. Yeah, Oakland, San Francisco, Fillmore. Yes. <laughs> even though you're not from here, they embrace you. Like they love me in the Bay, man. That's our second home, man. <laughs> you know, like they won multiple championships since we left. We go back there. We still the rock stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had somebody put put on my page today. She, uh, and I think I posted on my story. She was like, um, "I remember when y'all was in the Bay. Y'all was in the hood in Oakland with no security. Man, we loved y'all. Like that's just who we were. You know what I'm saying? That, man. I love Oakland, bro. That's like that's definitely one of my second homes, bro. And who was on the squad with you? Those me, Matt, B, Matt, BD, it, uh, Baron Davis, Al Harrington, yeah. Monte Ellis, Monte Jason Ellis. Richardson. I feel like Monte Ellis. Yeah, yeah, we had a mob. We had a mob, dog. Andres, that was that fire team, right We had a good team. Yeah, no. so, who, who's, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking about, you know, when you, when you play for different teams like that, you are subject to living in that state and in that city. You know, you got, you got to be on the go. You got to be on the road. You don't always know. Where you at? You got to get acclimated sometime. But mm-hmm. when you once you if you from the hood and you been to the hood, you know how to navigate. You can go to just about any hood everywhere, bro. It's, it's the hood everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? And then and then then again too, you only get in trouble with the hood when you look like you ain't supposed to be there. Yeah. Or or you're not from there, but you're trying to look or yeah, act like you yeah, you know you, you get caught exactly. doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's about. Then, then then again, you out of bounds. You probably you got to. Be with somebody, at least somebody from there. You can't just be out there willy nilly. Like people don't. It's a way to move, man. It's you a way to move. move. Yeah, you got to know it too. You got to know. You got to know where you're at. You can go wherever you want to go. There is um, a, a good friend of mine, Adam March, who we've spoken about a bunch. Um, super, super huge. Like he he played college ball in Buffalo. Um, he has a. Uh, I can't tell you how many teams he has. He actually, um, TBT, mm-hmm. Buffalo Blue Collar, mm-hmm. that's his team. So he put that together. He funds it. Um, and I know that, you know, they, the team won a million dollars. And um, if they won the championship, he, he ended up winning. And I know he gave them the bread. He didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son plays ball. And I, I, I always talk to his son, right? Because, like, this is, this is one of my greatest friends. And I was telling him... Um, like I was, I was talking to him about uh, you coming up here. He's like, man, he's like, that's one of them. I feel like I got to fly out for. He's like, but I got my son. I got, I got. I'm, I'm taking him to a game right now. You know, like it's, it's hands on. Yeah, it's. I mean, he, he, he bought a team van. He bought a stadium or, uh, uh, yeah, like a stadium for them to play in, um, a court, and um, super hands on and on, on being with his son and that. And I talked to his, his son's a baller. 
and he he loves it. You know what I mean? Of like course. his son can ball. And I feel like his son is he's great at times, and then at times he's intimidated. You know what I mean? You know, he's he's like the uh what I would say maybe more of like your Austin Reeves type of kid. You know what I mean? And he's a ball, he, he can ball. What advice would you give to these kids who who face that problem? Like, there's a lot of players out there that are talented, but I feel like there's the intimidation factor where they don't step up at certain times. Yeah, a lot of kids don't make it because they're not confident. In, they're not confident in themselves. You know, they 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 could be actually more skilled. Um, they could actually be more naturally talented than somebody, but they'll look on Instagram and see this guy getting all the. Clicks and they'll think this guy, you know what I'm saying? That'll kill his confidence. This kid, this kid probably just can dunk. He's not even better than you, right? So that has a lot to do with who's guiding them and who raising them. Because they, you, they got the confidence has to come in you first, especially in sports. You know what I'm saying? Especially a kid. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you don't have, if you, not, if you don't think you can go out there and make those tackles and make those plays as a kid, you can't. You're not gonna think that's <laughs> like that as a teenager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be a bench player as a teenager. And you're gonna be a bench player in high school. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But y'all don't know. So don't start off with going and just happy being on the team or just happy having a jersey. Uh, you because you're gonna be that same person in high school with that jersey on, but you're gonna be bringing people water. Mm. It's gonna be you're still gonna have that same jersey on, you're just not gonna be playing. You're gonna be giving out water. <laughs> Always have confidence in yourself. Go out there and try to be the best. You know what I'm saying? You might not be the best. You might be the third string, but you want a team, you're making an impact, and that third string player can still make it to the NFL. Mm -hmm. That third string player can still make it to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Because now, you know, if you look at the games now, especially basketball, it's about doing one thing good. Like, you can shoot good. You can rebound. You can pass. Yeah. Back then, we was doing it all. I scored every way. Post up, rebound. I did every. You know what I'm saying? We did it all, but now it's specialist. Right? So... That should be that should be more um, exciting for kids even more now because now all you got to do is be good as one thing. You don't have to be good at the whole game of basketball. You know what I'm saying? I just can go out there and shoot and make millions of dollars. Yeah. So just believe in it yourself, dog. And and Jordan is uh, Jordan Mark. Shout out Jordan because I played him. I played him a couple weeks ago when I went out there. My back, you know, I got a bad Jordan. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he you got a bad back yeah. too, huh? Yeah. Hell yeah. My back is terrible. So I played him and he was he was whooping me. He's 13 years old. I'm not that good at basketball. I'll start with that. But he's whooping me. I ended up I ended up beating him, but it's all just I played bully ball. Cause I'm like, man, like as much <laughs> as my back hurts, I can't let him beat me because yeah. he was talking a lot of shit yeah. to me. Cause I'm a Curry fan. He's a LeBron fan. Mm. You know, even though I love them both for the sake of arguing with him, yeah. I, you know, I gotta go in. <laughs> LeBron over Curry. What are you talking yeah, about? You know up, what I mean? Man. So we do that. <laughs> um, but but like I'm seeing this kid, I'm like, damn, he's so incredibly gifted at 13 years old. And his dad, his dad is always on his ass. Like you got a ball, and and um, you do you have kids? Yes, five girls, two boys. And and are your boys into basketball? Yes, my son, uh, my oldest son is a freshman at Arizona. He's still thinking about playing. Um, and my youngest son is a senior in high school. He plays. Nice. And do they? Is it? Did you find difficulty in raising them to play basketball? Do they? Do they feel like they have to live up to your hype? Never. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's always a shadow being my son in the back of the mind. Of course, yeah. I'm like, especially my 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 son is a senior. He got my name, Junior. So I oh, get, yeah. I get. You know, it, it it could be, and I can see that sometimes. But I'm my son's homeboy. Like I don't coach him in basketball. They don't want me to coach him or nothing like that. <laughs> they, I'm their homeboy. 
And I and I'm fine with that. Whatever relationship my sons want with me, that's what I want with them. I'm gonna be there to support them, guide them, any advice they need. I mean, I'm the cheat code if you want to make it to the NBA. I mean, can't nobody tell you about making it right. better than I can. Yeah, so who better? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but whatever they want, I want for them. I just want them to be the best in whatever they want to be. How about your girls? They play ball. None of my girls. Well, let me. Start. All my my youngest, like my four oldest, are out of high school, out of, in college. They ain't none of them play. They all grown, doing their own thing. They divas. My nine year old daughter, she just started playing basketball. She gonna be the one. That's for uh, yeah, Sky. Sky gonna be the one. She just started picking up basketball. She you know she hasn't played, but this is the age you want them to start at. You know what I'm saying? She got to learn the fundamentals. But it's in her. Her mom played. I played. And she's an athlete. She's built like an athlete. So yeah. it just it, if she wants it to it, it'll come out of her in time. But I just want to just be her support system in any way I can. I feel like nice. the mo- some of the most important people. Shout out to you and your family. That's a beautiful Thank thing. You. Uh, some of the most important people in my life have passed, right? Like, um, I grew up, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. My mom absolutely adored Selena, right? Um, that was, that was you know, we wake up in the morning, but she's, she wants to get us a clean. You know what I mean? That's, Selena that's was playing. Selena Tupac. for all you hood niggas is Selena. Uh, Tupac was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Nipsey. Kobe. Um, I thought it was a prank when when I heard that Kobe passed. I just I was like because they were killing off people on Twitter, so it was like that little era. So I thought it was a prank, uh, but I was a huge Kobe fan. Like that was the one, and it started because of me and my brother. So my brother had uh, Tim Duncan. I picked Kobe Bryant. So every time it was them head to head, I'm like. Kobe Bryant's way better. So now, now you know when you're beefing with your sibling about something, it's personal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So every time they're out there, it's just personal. Like Kobe, Kobe, who are you talking about? It's Kobe Bryant. It's the greatest player ever. You know what I mean? It, it took Jordan away out of the conversation for me at that time in my life. Um, when he passed, it was such a huge moment. And it was even bigger because of Gigi and because of the other people that obviously uh, passed on. Um, what was that like? For you, uh, it was tough, bro. I've been knowing Kobe since a teenager. You know, we graduated the same year. We graduated the same year. Um, McDonald's All American Game, summer leagues, summer camps, all that stuff. So, and you know, being playing, playing with him in the NBA, and just you know, knowing each other for so long, and both having dreams as the same age, making it to the NBA, it sucked, man. Because everything he said he was gonna be, he did it. He said he was going to be one of the best to ever do it, and he did it. And what we, what we were going to see in the second phase of his life was going to be even more spectacular. And that's what hurts the most, that we didn't get a chance to see that. You know, What he was going to do for women's basketball, you know, he had already had an Emmy. You know what I'm saying? He, he was just doing stuff that that only Kobe could do. And and to lose him like that, we, you know, we we felt like he was one of those people that was untouchable. Like can't nothing, can't nothing happen to Kobe. Like it, it sucked. It's still a sting right now thinking about it. And uh, I just I heard for his daughters. I heard for his wife. I'm real cool with his sister. And uh, me losing my brother, my little brother, and my older brother. I know how exactly how the sisters felt. You know, and and it's not a good feeling, especially with somebody who. Has such a major impact over the whole world, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it sucks to lose Kobe, man. I, I hate even talking about it. Yeah, I remember uh, 
watching um it was an MTV special. I think it was like a true life special and it was on Kobe. I don't remember the exact theme of that episode, but it was him in like Italy playing soccer with a bunch of kids and I was like he was like speaking French and German and like I said, wow, because I never got to see that side of him. This is before social media. Social media, I know what you have, I know what you had for lunch yesterday mm-hmm. and what gym you was at last week and who you support and who you I know all this stuff because of social media, but at this time it was through TV shows and these types of specials that you could see it. And I remember visually thinking like, man, this this guy is different. This guy is noticeably different. And this is outside of the accolades of the sport. As a person, he, he is different. He has a different background. He thinks different. Obviously, we won't harp on it too much, but seeing him go is—it's these—it's crazy because it's for us, not necessarily for you. You know, the relationship is different. We don't personally know these people, but there's certain people that when you get that headline across Twitter or CNN or whatever it is, you feel like you knew that person. You feel like they had a part in your life or a part in your growing up somehow, some way. Certain actors like Robin Williams, like I never knew him from a can of paint, but I felt it when he passed. Kobe was definitely one of those. You know? Like it's just like when Mike Tyson lost, how the world was shot when Mike yeah. Tyson got knocked down by Buster oh, Douglas. Yeah. Everybody was hurt. The whole neighborhood was crying. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. No, I was about crying. I was cry, cried, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cried when Mike got beat by Buster Douglas, Word. bro. So that, that that's just how it is. And some people in our culture just do that yeah. to us, dog. And Kobe was one of them. You know what yeah. I mean? That mama mentality. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't duplicate that. Kobe. The last question I want to ask you before you go, and by the way, this has been a phenomenal interview, and I can't man, wait man. to. I can't me, wait till people get to. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate yeah. you. Dope vibe here, man. Let's go. One to one hundred. Mm-hmm. Life is. You know, some people say like, "Where you at? One to ten? How you feel? What's your pain like? One to ten? You know what I mean? You know, like one to one hundred. Life is grand. It's a. This is a big ass. Like, you think about the shit that Steven Jackson went through from being a child out in Texas and and growing up and then meeting all the people you met and all the relationships you've had and the the bond you have with George Floyd and leading this uh, movement that you have for George Floyd and being in the NBA and going through all the tragic, the triumphs that you've been through in there and still somehow making it through and making it through in... Not just, not just, you know, these teams hate you. You had all these issues. Nah, you you flourished in anything that you've ever been in. One through 100. You know, you're in the podcasting industry, uh, media in general. One through 100. Where do you place yourself at in the scale of life right now? I would say I'm at... Probably 56 to 60%. Why there? Because I've done a lot. Um, won a championship on every level I played in, from high school to overseas, NBA, uh, big, big three. Um, I got a platinum album, a million, a million streams. I've done that. Um all winning podcast. Biggest social movement that been a part of that. I think now the best part is because I'm I'm gonna be able now to enjoy the 
things that I'm doing. You know, in the NBA, I was court, child support, divorce, nonsense. I was in and out of court. I couldn't really enjoy my hard work and the things I was doing. I think now, as time passed and I continue to, you know, I'm owning everything I do now. It's a difference between working for somebody, you know what I'm saying? So now that we owning our own stuff and doing our own thing, I think I can honestly go into being the entrepreneur, being the the protective provider I want to be, and also being able to create generational wealth for my family. I've already been doing it for a long time now, but I can do it now where I can actually put my hands on it. And you know what I'm saying? And be more control of my narrative now. So um I don't have to worry about the media and people saying things about me where I can't respond back and control it, right? So I think the reason why I say that percentage because I think I got so much more to go with acting and other stuff that I want to do. You know, we starting our own mess, Cal Tequila Man Mac got coming out. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think I'm I'm at the point where um I'm the best version of me and the smartest version of me, the more in control, grown man version of me, and I'm able to enjoy everything I'm doing. I'm living in the moment, like you say, with everything I'm doing, I'm living in the moment. And uh I think I got a, I got a couple more notches to go to for me to say that I've reached my greatness. I don't think I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. Great. Phenomenal uh, answer. Yeah. What does a hundred look like for you then? A hundred for me looks like um at home with grandkids. Uh, all my kids are situated and have their own identities in life. Um, my mom is somewhere around playing with get grandkids in my house. And, <laughs> you know, I'm living off of all the things that I built and watching my kids live on them and, and, and be the famous ones now. Or if they're not famous, be the successful ones, right? I want, I want to be able to pass it on and watch them be successful and take control of everything I built. So when it's time for me to go, I know it's in good hands. Tough. Thank you. Great fucking answer. Thank yeah. you, bro. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for answer. being here. Fred, I told you, Chris, I told yeah. you. This was gonna be one of those ones. I appreciate bro, you. Yes, sir, bro. Appreciate y'all having me, wow. man. Honest, man. Thank you, man. Anytime. Thank you, Welcome man. Y'all hit the subscribe and like button, man. Tune in. This is some dope shit, man. Hopefully, you know, I might speak it into existence. I don't know where they're going with it, but you know, we got some good things going. Hopefully in the future you might see us together doing some business together. And I and I really like that. I like this platform. I like these brothers. My first time meeting them. But I speak three languages: English, Spanish, and English, Spanish, and body language. And they got great body language on this podcast. The whole little set. So everybody don't win. I see these guys winning, and they got my support. So hopefully we'll be doing business soon. Hey, hey, yeah. Let's get it. Sign us off, Orlando. I appreciate you. Y'all know what to do. Hit that button. Hit that follow. Let's go.